Hello there, and welcome to episode 46 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and with me, as always, is your other host, my... (laughs) Son Colin. (laughs) I already did it, so... I'll change it up today. You're lucky that... This table is large, and I cannot reach across to slap <laughs> you um, Tuscan warrior style for Sorry, not bro. following the program. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, man. All right. I, there's no time to waste. There's no time to waste. Okay. Yeah. We are getting directly mainline bullet train straight to the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 2, The Tribes of Tatooine, because... I think personally, we I could do we could do an episode just on the throne rooms okay. because there are two. <laughs> Bold. We could no, I definitely could, I definitely could. Oh man, <laughs> uh, I d- for sure could, and I could absolutely do at least an hour on the Vision Quest slash. Oh yeah, that's easy. Whatever we're calling that. That's easy. That Boba Fett had so. We gotta go. We gotta go now. Yeah. Um, we gotta go. All right. Top of the top of the top. My friend Josh on Twitter. He is at Endor Moo. Follow him if you are into Moo? Star Wars and K-pop because he's... Endor Moo? Endor Moo. It's not Moon. No. Oh. E-N-D-O-R-M-O-O. D-O-R? Oh, Endor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Oh. It's because of Mama Moo, I'm assuming, because he loves Mama Moo. But anyway. What is that? It's a K-pop group. Anyway, oh, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, he came up. Everybody else, <laughs> I'm jealous. Everybody else has a cute little title for their Book of Boba Fett episodes. <laughs> okay. Friends of the Force took the best one. What Let's just it? be honest. The Boba Tea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm real mad at that's them. That's pretty good. I'm real mad at them for taking that. Um, and then there's a couple other really good ones, but Josh came up with the back to pod. That's good. Wait, are we, wait, are we trying to name just the, what this series is? Yeah. Is that, oh, oh. Even though I'm not even going to actually use it, but I'm just still, cause I'm petty. I'm jealous that everybody else has a cute name and we don't. I mean, are we, is this going to be the title? Like on the, oh, this, so this isn't going to be used. It's like the episode <laughs> title. I mean, no. Okay. It'll probably just say boringly. The, the, usual? Book of Bo- the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 2, colon, Tribes of Tatooine. That's lame. But in my mind, I am thinking that this is our series called The Back to Pod. So thanks, Josh. Oh, okay. Oh, for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, man, yeah. thanks. Uh, but the Boba Tea is obviously the best one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be mad at them for a while for that. Uh, and, we, and I also want to call out... The director of this episode? Mm. Steph Green. Yeah, shout out. More than a shout out. I don't know. <laughs> Bless. Can, I, can we send a edible arrangement? Can we... <laughs> Bless. Can we get her some coffee? Can we empty her <laughs> trash can? I don't yeah. care what I need to do. Yeah. Worship at the feet. Worship at the feet. <laughs> uh, r- really, I didn't. I didn't know the name. Sadly, and mm. I'm ashamed. Yeah, I didn't but know either until know, this moment. But actually. I know her work. Oh yeah, we've seen her work. Well, I've seen her work. Watchmen. I mean, someone I someone hasn't seen. All I saw of that Watchmen. episode. I saw that episode though. 
I remember that episode, and that, it was good. Yeah, it was amazing. The lighting and direction was very, very the good. The mirrors. Yeah. It's D- the ep- it was so raw, man. <sighs> because I haven't seen it in a while, I don't remember that character's name. But it's the skinny guy. It's the, um... That wears the plastic it's all the, the time. the... The looking? Or the... The... Like, looking glass? Mm. Oh, what's his name, dude? I know his name. I don't know. I don't know. Give me a second. I can't remember his name. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have the word mirror in it. I know that. It's. I'm talking about the man, the the character. Yeah, I know. It's his backstory. I'm trying to think of the name of that character. I'll never think of it. Um, Mm. I'll never think of it. Now you're gonna make me try to think of it. I'll just look it up. Yeah, please. Anyway, and she did a lot of work on um, the Americans, which I still haven't seen all of yet. I've only seen about half. But anyway masterful both the action sequences well i shouldn't say both the action sequences the comedy sequences true and the personal scenes that are super uh emotional and moving uh, i don't even know what to say like <laughs> knocked it out of the park it is out good of the park past the parking lots <laughs> into lake michigan basically I just hope that they realize what a jewel she is and they give her all the things or just offer maybe she doesn't want to do what you want Steph Green oh, the world is your oyster as far as I'm concerned but they should be offering her the world right now yeah she she came in clutch because that episode was something really really something all right, get off your phone. I'm looking at the characters. I know, but it's taking you too long. So I I need to find it. I gotta move on. Okay. Um, I went back and actually listened to some of our Looking past- Glass. It is Looking Glass. I nailed it. That's his name. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I told you. I huh. told you. Why doesn't that sound right? Anyway, go watch Watchmen if you haven't yet because it's absolutely incredible. Anyway, yeah, it's solid. So, um, I went back and listened to some of our older episodes. Specifically the ones about Boba Fett. We do have a whole episode about Boba Fett. Um, It was episode 21. What? I think. Why? No, no it was earlier than that. Um, oh, sorry. Is it when the Book of Boba Fett was announced? No, it was it was pre-everything. It was pre-Boba Fett and Mandalorian even. Uh. Um, oh, was it, but was it talking about? Oh, the, like, we did an entire episode about Boba Fett called What About Boba Fett? Why? Because I wanted to. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> because I wanted to, and because there were there were swirling rumors that they were gonna, br- they were going to bring him back, and so basically okay. I listened about, to that, is that one. What it's called? What about Boba Fett? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good name. I know. See, I'm into good titles. And <laughs> Solid title. So I'm mad about Boba T. Yeah. Uh, and then I the couple of episodes that he was in in Mandalorian, I wanted to see what we had to say about him at that point. Two. Um, and there were some interesting little tidbits in there that we had talked about. Basically, uh, the thesis statement was if they're only bringing him back to further Din's story and then like killing him off or not giving him any character or not giving him any character development, then the opposite of killing him off, then save it. We don't want it. Yeah. True. true and then, true. you know. We have an entire series now. So. Yeah, I mean, so bless. Thank you. Yeah, for for not doing the wrong thing. <laughs> um, 
Um, and I did, I'm going to quote myself, Tamara Morrison playing Boba Fett gives me the breath of life. <laughs> Still true. Oh, you said that in that episode? A year, uh, like a, almost a year later. Oh my, you said that a year ago. I said that when he was on in The Mandalorian. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. So many more breaths of life. Like I had no, obviously we had no idea what the show was going to be like. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I definitely didn't expect it the way it went <laughs> this episode. That's for sure. He doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't uh, have to do anything. I do like when he says things. He could just sit there. Okay. I'm in love with this. Guy. Like <laughs> okay. I'm in absolutely you are literally a simp over the weirdest things man <laughs> do not don't tell me he's not incredible in this he, he is. no in this episode he's great but i do like his voice like that's what i like well of course yeah obviously i'm being you know ridiculous <laughs> of course i want to hear him say well something. there are some people who don't need to say anything and are just like awesome but like he doesn't cool. though when he's got the suit on and he's just like i guess standing yeah. there i don't care <laughs> okay okay i'll take it yeah okay um so, yeah, that was kind of fun to go back and listen to our silly predictions. Yeah, and I've never. Ultimatums. <laughs> I've never listened. There's one. I've never listened to any other episode of this podcast after you've posted except the first episode. I didn't listen. I haven't even listened to the whole thing. I just listened to like the first 20 minutes just to see like what it was like. Well, if you need something to listen to, go back and listen to that. What about what <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> other people can do it's that. It's a nice review. Yeah. Of the character, even. Okay. Uh, the, the beginning of this episode, like the uh, the recap, there's the very first quote in the recap is, Fate sometimes steps in to rescue the wretched. Which I had to... Some consonants, by the way. What do you mean? Rescue wretched. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. I had to go back into the Mandalorian to find that quote because I did not remember it. Okay. Um, and interesting that they plucked that out. It is interesting. The Mandalorian. Like, they didn't really need to put that in there. No. They did not at all. Because, you know, they were already visually showing us that he got rescued or, I mean. Yeah. Quote, unquote, rescued. Mm -hmm. But it was, he says that in The Mandalorian to Din about Fennec. About oh her, yeah, how yeah, he yeah, rescued yeah, her yeah, yeah. And yes, whatever. Yes. yes. Uh, so I'm just like, hmm. I'm just curious why they put that in there. I don't know. It's a, it's it definitely goes along with the theme of the episode. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I, I don't know. It's you know, it's just like you don't know why they put it in there. Is that what you just said? No, I don't know why they would put that there. What do you mean? They weren't showing us scenes from the Mandalorian. I know, but they were showing you scenes of him being rescued <laughs> I know, the entire episode I know, and him rescuing just... the Tusken Raiders back and, like... I don't know. I think it's very obvious. I don't it know how caught, that's not obvious It caught my you. attention. That's all I'm saying. That's really weird. You wouldn't think that's obvious. <laughs> I, I guess it is obvious, but it caught my attention. And yeah. I mean, made me double... take Do a double take. Like, whoa, 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 wait. He didn't say that last week. When did he say that? Oh, oh yeah, no, no, no. When he did say, yes. Obviously, I didn't know what was coming in the episode, but yeah, I did think it was weird when he said that because I, because I also I didn't do a double take. I just assumed that it was in the that he said it last episode. But then, like, right before the episode started, I was like, wait, what did he just say? You know? Yeah. Um. What are you writing? I'm writing myself a note so I don't forget to say 
something. Um, remember how last week I was like, oh, Jabba's Palace is so clean. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, aha, funny mm-hmm. that it's so clean compared to Jabba's or um, Bib Fortuna's. Yeah. Well, now I'm starting to think it's a metaphor because they keep showing us this immaculately clean <laughs> okay. Jabba's Palace. A metaphor for what? I, I guess it's kind of obvious. Now I, guess, I think but... it's a metaphor for him. Okay. It probably is. Because he is. I believe it. What's interesting is we don't really know where he is mentally <laughs> okay. other than the fact that he keeps having these flashbacks which obviously is necessary to tell us the story i know practically yeah. speaking but they could have used any mechanism to do a flashback they didn't have to put him in a back to tank having dreams mm. as he keeps saying calling them they didn't have to do that they could have just been like flashback like lost you know, whatever. Just do a flashback. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Hmm. So, well, honestly, we really though, how would that know. feel though? The feel of that would be. I don't know. I, I'm. I would trust. They're they're filmmakers. They know what they're doing. They would have come up with something. Yeah. But this particular mechanism of him having these dreams and telling Finnick like the dreams are back. <laughs> I'm having these weird like, dreams. Like it's almost like he's upset about it. Like, he doesn't like revisiting these memories. I don't know about that. I didn't get that vibe. God, I, I'm starting to get that vibe. Oh, I'm right. starting to get that vibe. Because something bad's going to happen? Because he flinches. Like, you know what I mean? He flinches in the back to pod whenever he's starting to have a dream. So you think something bad's going to happen? Well, uh, let me get back to my point, I guess. The point is that we don't know where he is so much as far as his journey to self-discovery because he's having all these flashbacks to what seem like major developmental transition like transformational experiences yet it's cold and he seems oh you're cold really i'm a little cold yeah I mean, some people are wearing a t-shirt and shorts when it's <laughs> actually negative degrees outside. But Is the AC not on? The heat is on. Okay, okay. Go put on a jacket. No, just go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> uh, uh, what was I saying? Oh. So I'm just kind of confused. I'm a little concerned and confused about where he is and is. Like, he seems already transformed to me. Right? We talked about that. Yeah. He seems like a transformed guy. And all the, like, symbolism and stuff seems to point that way, too. And the way he acts, all this, I'm not going to lead by fear yeah, kind of stuff. Uh, but I don't know. And the empty palace, to me, makes me think he still doesn't know who he... He's still a blank slate. Like, he's still not sure. Oh, that's what you think? What he should be doing. I mean, he yeah, is. he doesn't seem very, like... I mean, he's clearly not established yet. Because everyone else is like... Eh, true. This guy... Mm, true, you know. true, true. That is true. So maybe I'm just... Maybe it is a metaphor. Like, it seems like they're trying to get... That everyone's trying to get on his good side, but no one really respects him very much. And maybe it's a metaphor for us. And how <laughs> we think about him. Mm. 
perhaps. Because now we're not sure who he is mm-hmm. either, because he's definitely not the Boba Fett from the comics. Right. Who was just a murderous... Oh, care, by the way, speaking of that, less. I was wondering, have you, have you found any recounts of people not liking Boba Fett because of the, the similarity he is to, to the comics? Um, I keep my... I keep a tight ship on my timeline. I don't, hmm. I don't let those kind of people into my world. Oh, okay. But I have heard from others that the dude bros are furious. Ooh. Which can only be a good thing. Okay. You know, if they're furious, I think that means it's going, it's going well. <laughs> I guess. Because anything they like is usually stupid and. Sorry, but that's my opinion. <laughs> Anything they like, they just want a retread of everything they've already seen. Yeah, they literally it. do. That's what they want. Yeah, I get it. I was just wondering if you've heard any like specific details from people, like what people don't like about it. Uh, secondhand accounts of they don't like that he's soft. How is he soft? I don't he's, know how been, he's, soft. he's been baby his whole life. Again, what I mean, look at Clone Wars. movies are you? Watch no, 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 no. Look at the show. The Clone that, Wars. I mean, yeah, Clone Wars 2. I'm talking about all, all of he's it. He's a softie in those episodes, man. I mean, he, okay, there's one episode where he's like a pretty bad dude. But other than that, like, pretty, pretty, pretty honestly. I mean, the only thing I can say to these people is, have you watched Star Wars? I mean. Vader. Kylo. Asajj. Basically, everyone. Becomes soft. Except <laughs> Palpatine. Yeah. We have gotten a backstory in which Maul. they are damaged. Maul also doesn't really. He's a soft boy too. He's damaged. He's just Yeah, he's damaged. Like but but like He took it in a different direction. From, yeah, yeah. He just won't stop doing the same thing over and over again. Mm. Um which is one of the reasons why I find him boring. But Sisyphus though. I know I, that's one of the reasons I find him boring. He just does the same thing over and over. Yes, he's but he's baby. He's soft boy. Damaged, <laughs> okay. damaged, damaged. Like, okay. all the time. Uh, that's why I'm like, what? I don't know what you go- what you people are watching. <laughs> what are you watching? It's not Star Wars. Like, you're not getting it. You're not. You're not understanding here what all. It's not just evil for evil's sake. Ninety percent of the time. Even boring. Dooku. Even Dooku. <laughs> damaged. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he flat out just says in episode two that he's like, like, I want to join you guys. <laughs> I don't like it here, basically. So, But, I mean, his backstory. He's very damaged. He was damaged as a kid. His uh, daddy issues galore. Okay. So, anyway, I don't want to dwell on dum-dums <laughs> for too long. Um, anyway, I just think the Empty Palace is got to be a metaphor for something either our either our not knowing where how who he is anymore or his not knowing who he is anymore or maybe both i don't know or also like a positive outlook being that he's starting from scratch or that too which oh sorry which i think honestly out of all the options i think that is definitely the one they were thinking like just making everything very barren yeah. Because it is dramatically barren. Like in, in dramatically. That place. Like even his so. um his quarters. Yeah, man. It's, it's like very empty and they keep showing us that. Like they'll always start from the back of the room and then come through with the camera mm-hmm. and focus on him. Oh yeah, but it's also like in it's, front of his beautiful picture window. It's also like classic <laughs> classic Citizen Kane kind of vibe. Oh, because like yeah. he lost his dad and so it's lonely in there. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane was not. I have a very long list of cultural references. Not in your list. This uh, did not think of Citizen Kane. Yeah, you you should be proud. I am proud because that's a classic. That is a good one. No one else knows. I guarantee no one else listening to this podcast has seen Citizen Kane. So flex, flex on all you. Everybody's seen Citizen Kane. (laughs) Okay, okay. Actually, when I was in the city, or I wasn't in the city. When I was in Naperville, uh, with yeah, uh, a friend of mine. Uh Um. I saw there was a restaurant called Rosebud. Oh, I've been there. It's and really I, good. It's Italian. Food. Oh, really? <laughs> it's very no, famous. Ro- it's a very famous. I was Italian like, "Yo, restaurant. Rosebud," and she's like, "Okay." <laughs> I'm like, "Rosebud," and she's like, ah, "I don't know what you mean." I'm like, "Ugh, no." Well, now I'm gonna be trying to figure out. Does he have a rosebud? What's his rosebud? Mm. Django's helmet. Maybe. Well, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I mean, keep seeing it. I mean, his armor. Yeah, well, we've Camino? seen a, a lot of that. Camino could be rosebud. Mm. <gasps> Camino. Or his ship. Nah, I don't think it's his ship. But the sled. <laughs> to the ship. That's a perfect parallel. Uh, Come on, dude. They do slide down the Camino and slide off the buildings in Camino when they're fighting. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's true. That's I true. think it's Camino. I think right, Camino's is Rosebud. Bet. Rosebud. Flex. Ooh, this is fun. I like it. I'm on, I'm on top of the game here. All right. Uh, we open with Finnick bringing this assassin with her back to the palace and i pretty much left she did not get a lot of screen time this episode like i understand why there better be oh yeah major fennec screen time i mean there will be people will be so mad upcoming yeah she'd be mad because <laughs> she's amazing yeah dude anyway her whole thing about the the assassin of the night wind <laughs> paying for just the name yeah, it's rolling funny. her eyes like yeah, oh like, god amateurs a- absolute <laughs> amateur overpriced amateurs yeah loved it laughed yeah um so they go and they take they they you know make him think he's about to get eaten by the, the not the sarlacc oh my god what's the monster's name rancor, rancor. my god senility once again, rearing its ugly head. Uh, and they take the, he, the assassin admits, or he says anyway, that he was sent by the mayor. So, yay, we get to meet the mayor. Um, but before we do, as they're walking to the mayor's office. The building, banger itself. Finally. I mean, finally. We've had one episode. It yeah, feels like it's, it feels like we've had the show Relax, for 10 years. Bro. I know, but it feels like we've had it for, <laughs> for a long time. Uh, we finally get Ludwig's Boba Fett motif, which, oh, God, I love it so much. It's decent. And tell the people your theory on um, why they're kind of holding back on that. Oh, I mean, I don't know if it's a good theory, but it would be a good theory if it started from when he got out of the the pit and like we didn't see any of this new Boba Fett stuff happening like you know the two storylines yeah um but I was just thinking it could be cool if the usage of his music is like being saved staved off because being staved off for the purpose of it will be coming back more and more frequently as the flashback nears the present and as he, like, he loses his armor and everything, so, like, we're not getting the music, but once he, like, gets his armor back and becomes Boba Fett again, quote-unquote, yeah, it, it'll, it'll come back more and more. I think I that's, think. I hope that's the case, because I like that. The only reason I don't think it's true oh. 
You've already decided you don't like no, your the, own theory. <laughs> the only reason I don't think it's it's going to work out is because we heard his music played during the present and we haven't heard his music played during the past. So I kind of like, okay, maybe they just straight up just didn't want to use it last episode for some reason and now they're just going to be using it. I don't really know. Yeah, but how do that makes sense though in your theory, doesn't it? No, it would make sense for it to come back during the flashbacks to be played during the flashbacks and like be scarce and then become more fleshed out and stuff like that. I don't understand that though. If if they're if your theory is they're going to use it more and more as we're getting closer to um I don't know, the I won't say the present, but as the present storyline continues mm-hmm. on forward mm-hmm. and not in the flashbacks, that makes perfect sense to me. Okay, well, I disagree, but we'll see. And I'm sitting here frantically searching. Yeah, what are you doing, man? I'm frantically searching for that composer's name and I can't remember it. Oh. Joseph something. Gosh darn it. Oh, I hate my brain. Is it not is are these the notes? I know that I wrote it down somewhere last week and why is it not here? I'm so annoyed. Here, I'll just look it up again. <laughs> it's it's like Henry Joseph or Joseph Henry, something like that. Sorry, I'm trying my best not to be disrespectful of not remembering his name, but That's I just okay, want to make it. it clear that because we were a little confused last week about who wrote what in the score and Ludwig said that he wrote the theme music at the, you know, that plays over the end credits. Yeah. And the new composer, Joseph, I'm looking. I'm looking. I uh, see. You're even, so slow. Even on it, e- so even on the internet, though, it says Ludwig wrote the music. You cannot find this dude's name. You have name. to go on IMDb. It says it on there. But it's so annoying. He wrote everything else. Is is the point? And yes, he's gonna occasionally use motifs from, like he used Boba Fett's motif from The Mandalorian in this episode. But he's the one that's, you know, doing the the episodic music. Yeah. And I think we both agreed that the score in this episode was really good. Oh, yeah. 100% we better were, than the we first episode. Little, we were a little... Way cooler. Lukewarm on last week's. But this week, there were some real bangers in there. Indeed. And it wasn't just because he was using Ludwig's motif. No. <laughs> I'm kind of making it sound like that. But that, yeah, geez. Uh, that's not what I mean. Nah, Even nah. though that was a moment where I was like, woohoo. No, I thought the um, I thought the chase music was really good. I thought the ending music was really, really good. The beatdown uh, that Boba Fett puts on the um, hooligans in the bar. It was oh. like real synthy. It was real. Oh, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. It was like uh, yeah. very edgy, and I really liked it. Yeah, it's kind of Nine Inch Nails vibes. And the, uh, yeah, like the train chase. Great. That stuff was good. All the tribal, like, really emotional I mean, like music. I said, the last, like, ten minutes is good. Oh, it's all music. Like, music. There's barely any talking. It's yep. Amazing. It is. So, yay. Good job, guy. <laughs> <laughs> guy. I swear it's Joseph Henry, Henry Joseph, something like that. Okay, I trust you. Why can't you find it? I just Why? tried. You are the worst producer <laughs> in the history of the world. I am not a producer, man. Go on IMDb. You will find it immediately. I, okay. Yeah, okay. Do you want to Do you want to look here and tell me if you see it immediately? Yeah, There's you a lot cl- of stuff. You got to click on cast and crew, then click on music, and his name is right there because that's how I found it. 
Okay. All right. The mayor's office. Mokshay's. Also. Joseph Shirley. Oh, Joseph Shirley. Okay, I'm writing it down. Shirley. Why did I say Henry? Joseph Shirley. Good <laughs> job, guy. The. First of all, that is a cool Star Wars name. Mokshay's. Oh, it is. It is. Excellent Star Wars name. It is. I love it. Also, excellent Dune name, frankly. Honestly, got uh, a little bit true. of a. Got a little bit of a. Arachnus? Yeah, it's got a little bit of Vibe? Uh, Arabic. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. I mean. Which makes sense. Maybe, maybe bold for you to say that because I really don't know Arabic, but. I mean, it just sounds. <laughs> it's, it sounds like that to me. It's a very percussive name. Yeah. It sounds it sounds Arabic to me. Okay. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Okay, okay. In a way. All right, all right. Oh, before I get to the building itself and the. And the the brand new throne room that we just hey. bouncing baby throne room. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, the clerk in the office. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, you did laugh. We get basically. Basically, Boba Fett at the DMV. Basically, Boba Fett <laughs> at the DMV. You nailed it. That is yeah. a, that is a county building clerical worker. That's so funny. To a T. I'm sorry. I don't see your name. You don't have an appointment? <laughs> Honestly, I was kind of hoping that he was going to give him, like, a number, like, a ticket. That would have been so But that would be too slappy. It would have been too sla- slap- um, slapstick. But people would be – talk about people being mad. People would be mad if I think that happened, frankly. Making them look stupid. And I, I don't know. I, I, to me, that would have been really funny. But um, – and then our homie, Major Domo – steps in again um the mayor oh, yeah. Domo, who i am obsessed with love him Please. i don't like that dude I, abs- I would like him to die oh my god i love how can you not love him forgive he's annoying forgive for the lack of pomp he's annoying dude he's so funny though mm. i just mm. love him i'm sorry i love him from veep okay it, it i just i love his everything about him his delivery how he says I'm sorry the mayor is booked for the entire week when he's just sitting in there on his throat. Yeah. Just get, love that guy. I don't think he's long for this world, but. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to die. Whatever. I'm going to love him while I have him. Okay. Okay. This building. This throne room. Yeah, I'm going to let you go. Slash office. I'm going to let you go because I have nothing to say about this. But I want, I want your commentary, though. Obviously, but yeah. Um, A very interesting mishmash of styles of architecture and like the interior yeah but the major thing like the thing i picked up first and foremost seeing the um the out the exterior of the building kind of came off to me as aztec oh type of a Okay. Uh, uh, exterior. Oh, the other cool thing that you probably noticed right above the doorway is this like um, artwork basically painted on yeah, the ceiling. Dude, yeah. Or not the yeah. ceiling, but like the, above the doorway. Yeah. Immediately made me think of uh, well, well, first of all, the Lars Homestead, they have some of that kind of stuff on the ceiling uh, of the in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Above the dining room table kitchen table because i've always noticed that and been like that's a really interesting touch to that particular to set yeah to the yeah that's weird yeah it's not like camouflage or anything it's I've, just... no it's it's literally like design <laughs> interior design mm-hmm. 
work that that I don't know. Klieg did. <laughs> yeah. I guess. He got up there. Maybe. Renaissance painting. I wonder. Oh, I wonder if um that was Schmee's doing. Oh. Let's make it a little more homey in here. Let's let's do some <laughs> yeah, painting yeah. on the ceiling. But anyway. Um, oh yeah, maybe. That is. It's reminiscent of that, but all of that is reminiscent of a, of course, Ralph Macquarie painting. Yes. Of Jabba's palace, like his, some concept work that he did. Yeah. Um, and then we see the same type of pattern inside the throne room slash office of the mayor, literally all over the wall. Like it's yeah. all over mm -hmm. the walls. Yep. It's basically bas relief carving of this pattern. Bas relief. It's what? like when there's you know what relief is. No. Like there's a stone surface and the artist carves, uh, basically very slightly raised sculpture off of the wall. It's still flat for the most part. Well, there's different kinds of relief, but this is more like bas relief, which the Aztecs were very into, by the way. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the design itself made me think of Aztecs. So of course I went down a wormhole oh, looking no. at Aztec, <laughs> Aztec bas relief. Yeah. Um, it's it's similar stylistically to their style of art. Yeah. And then the out but the outside too. That's really why I was like, "Oh, okay, they were definitely going for something like that, I feel like." But then they also stuck in these little touches of like deco. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed there was a weird clash there. It's a very interesting like I love it. I'm not going to rate this throne room yet because we could see more of it, maybe. <laughs> we could find out more. But this is a... Is it up there? Oh. <laughs> like, and plus We got to get the table. All right, wh where's our score sheet? Plus, there's con there's um, concept art of that throne room, too, that I just saw today. Oh, wow. Uh, what? Really? Well, you know how they do the... Why haven't you shown me? Uh, I don't know, because you were playing video games, eating, on the phone, sleeping. You, you can were, text you it busy. to me. I will, I will show you. But, yeah, these weird deco elements come out in the throne itself. I feel like that's very deco looking. Like a, like a, I don't know. Like, a, I would see, like, a woman lounging on that in an Airtay painting or something. Like, that mm. U-shaped. Oh, yeah, yeah. Leather and metal. Yeah, I see what you mean. Wood chair. Yep. I don't know. And then right behind the throne are these kind of like, I don't know if they're pillars. I don't know if there's, if, I don't know what they are, but they're huge and they're very deco. And then behind that is the actual desk. So first of all, he, he could just sit at his desk and receive people. <laughs> yeah. He's a mayor. It's not like he's a king. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a civil servant. <laughs> yeah. True. But he is dressed to the nines, like in this gorgeous costume, green and gold. And it's like almost Roman looking. He's got like well, metal epaulets. That's what I thought of the whole thing. There are, there, there are touches of Romanness. Yes, for sure. That was my but next like, thing. I'm saying that I think it all is that. Because like. 
Mm. It could be a blend, but I think it is mostly Roman, actually, if I remember everything correctly. Because they had that, they had that stuff too. Like they had this, like the light lifting of like walls and stuff. And I recall seeing, when I saw that wall, the wall, the wall behind the um, the mayor. There, there are like a lot of sharp. There's sharpness to those inscriptions in the but wall. But they're not. They're curved. Really? That's why I'm like. Why do I remember that's them being so, so sharp? As techie, when they used to do reliefs of mm. like snakes and things. Okay, I guess I I might be misremembering, but. But there there are definitely the color again, palette too. There's splashes of of Roman stuff. The color His, palette is very classical though. The color palette is brilliant because very classical. It's very classical. It's very muted. It's all, you know, different varying shades of earth tones. Yeah. Ranging from, like, cream color all the way to brown. Yeah, yeah. Gold. It's classic. The drapes. There's freaking velvet drapes. What color are those? Gold. Oh, nice. <laughs> not, not metallic gold, but, like, a muted gold. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, and then all of his, like, little tchotchkes everywhere. What the heck does he need all those tchotchkes for? But they're all, you know, like brass um yeah. dull brass that's very, that all look, comes off very, as very roman too yeah and his costume like i was saying his he's got metal epaulets yeah he's got brass buttons he's got a big brass i don't know if it's a brooch i don't know if it's holding his cape i don't know what it's doing but it's like right in the middle okay and the way he's just sitting there is extremely who who is like the upper like the patricians or whatever. The patricians. In yeah. row. He's just he's just yeah. He's looking like a patrician. He's looking like a patrician. <laughs> okay. So there's a lot of there's a marriage of a lot of different influences. But the one thing that I am super obsessed with mm. and I've tried to make sense of it. Okay. And I'm not sure what to make of it. There is obviously a window behind him, at least in the concept art. Okay. You can see... Well, no, it's in the episode, too, actually. You can see this ray of light coming from behind him, from high up, projecting onto the floor. Mm. And the window must be made of a circular type of a... There must be some circular design or something. Because it's projected onto the floor, and there's this round... More than a semicircle, a little more than a semicircle on the floor. Oh, cool. And I was like, okay... At any point, does anyone stand inside that circle? Because if at any point somebody stands inside that circle, that then I'm worried for them. Then I think the mayor is going to come and get them. That's like a target. What? I, it looks like a target to me. <laughs> okay. But no one stands oh, in the circle. Free, you're weird, man. <laughs> no you're one, so weird. No one breaches that, that light. So it's in front of him. It's in front of oh, the mayor. Oh, okay, okay. You, it made you, you made it sound like it was behind him. No, the All window right. comes, yeah. the light comes through the window over his head and projects this. It's a halo. It's, it looks mm. like a friggin' halo. Yeah. And nobody goes inside of it. Mm. They, I think he stands, like, on it. Yeah. But nobody steps inside of it. So a now I'm of, just... A sign of regalty. I guess. Or a sign of, like, uh, well, I mean... Is there a dais? There is a small two-stepped dais. Oh. <laughs> but it's very low. It's a very low dais. It's not like... Well, you're all about those. I know, It's a, but it's a very low one. Mm. I was going to say, it's kind of... Well, it kind of is like a moat. You know, like a... 
Maybe I'm just, a symbol of power or something. I, I'm just fascinated with this throne room. That's cool. I'm fascinated. Yeah, they there isn't took, really often anything done with light when it comes to these throne rooms, so... They took cool. a lot... Like, the only one that I can think of is the sun. Oh, and um, Dooku's. Gorgeous oh, yeah. light effects, but those were both animated. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then another thing. The green and the gold interesting choice green and gold where's that it's his his garment is oh. this gorgeous green and then there's gold accents all over it and so the major domo as well green and gold right okay yeah but you know whoever the art director whoever making making like a blank canvas basically behind them and then that green just pops like crazy right right to make sure like you know who you're supposed to be looking at what you're supposed to be <laughs> yeah. not any of this other stuff behind me. Well, I mean, green, me. green, just in general, on Tatooine is going to stand out. That too. Because there's no. That too. There's no green. But then I'm <laughs> like, okay, well, that's kind of Boba Fett's color scheme too. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't wear gold. You said green and gold. Well, it's it's gold accents. So look at oh yeah, we have a new member of oh. the team. <laughs> we yeah. have actually <laughs> Sir Boba Fett Esquire wearing wearing Disney St. <laughs> Patrick's Day ears sitting right here in the chair next to me. That's but so that's when What's I, up, bro? you know, when you look at him, you think in your mind's eye, you think green. Yeah. With his gold little accents. Also, might I add, I believe. If, okay, talking about Romans, right? Mm -hmm. If we're talking, because you got the art, you got the art history, or whatever. I got the actual world history on yeah, my side. Yeah, I don't know anything. I only so, know what their houses look like. <laughs> what's interesting is that in Rome, in like ancient Rome, um, there were like soldiers, right? Like there were different ranks. Of oh soldiers. yeah, he has soldiers too. By the way, he has yeah, guys. Yeah. Yeah, but like the, any good Roman. Yeah. Up, upper class Roman person in the government would have had. Yeah, sure. Probably. But my point is, like, the actual, like, army, like, the military of the Roman Empire was, like, the Imperial Army. There were, like, obviously ranks, just like in every other military. But the I believe the leading rank, it's probably not the le the highest rank, but it, it's definitely one of the higher ones, the Centurion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And those guys wear helmets that look like his helmet. Like Boba Fett's helmet. Yeah, like you've seen pictures of like tr like like Trojan warriors and stuff, and they have like this uh, this helmet that's like sharp yeah, that's and true. points down, and mm -hmm. there's like a slit. Yeah. It looks exactly the same, and not exactly the same. It's a little sharper. Definitely but... influenced by. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, the knights were influenced by that, one hundred percent. And another thing that's interesting is they also like Roman Roman soldiers had shields, and they were big and rectangular and kind of curved. They were, um, they were concave from mm -hmm. the perspective of the person holding it. Yeah. Um, and then there was that episode, the first episode, where all those guys with shields, like, came down and they, like, surrounded him. So, like, in my opinion, they're definitely experimenting with, like, ancient history, Mesopotamian, specifically Mesopotamian Mesopotamia Roman. was another thing I thought of when I saw that office. Yeah, yeah. That's, it was Aztec, Mesopotamia. I mean, that would also have been peak as uh, Aztec as well, so... Like, it would have been peak everything that we talk about. I just, I, I, I just want, set designer, I just want to talk. <laughs> I mean, we, I really want to talk to clearly you. Clearly we have people out in Twitter land who like talking to you about their art direction, and 
And so I really want to talk. Shout out Kevin Jenkins to whoever designed this. Why don't you do that? Because I don't know who it is. I I don't know who it would have been. Twitter, I, bro. I guess I can. I, yeah, I guess I can start <laughs> asking around. Do your thing. Because you never know. Like it could have been a concept artist who came up with all of this. It could have been this, the set designer who came up with a lot, or they worked in concert. Who knows? I just mm. want to know like what what kind of mishmash is this because it's definitely a mishmash there's nothing that yeah. screams one thing or the other like greco-roman it doesn't really scream it it's just but that's why it's good by. star wars because like everything about yes, star wars true. is mixed everything that's why it's true. good so but yeah. i also really love the way they took that macquarie um design from java's original palace concept yes. art and that's used cool. the hell out of it yeah and oh, made well, it look so so cool it looks very cool it looks like they spent time oh my god that's why i'm like please tell me we're going back to that room yeah if they did all that work and we're only going to be in there one time i'm going to be upset yeah seriously (laughs) that room deserves more attention yeah um and also interestingly i noticed when you see the wall where the door is where where boba and finnick walk through yeah it's that same design that's on the bas relief walls behind the mayor mm-hmm. but very small and dark brown and almost like tablature yeah so i'm so then I've got everything okay <laughs> i can't what's happening i can't <laughs> for sh- i can't 100 percent claim this as my own because i talked to marie claire um very shortly after the first episode came on. Okay. Do they know who Marie Claire Marie Claire Gould on What the Force. Okay. Yeah. Um, we chat. <laughs> They're back friends, guys. We They're chat friends. back and forth. <laughs> and technically, yes, she was like Moses. And I was like, I'm stupid as hell. <laughs> how did I not... I'm stupid. How did I get... How did I not get... From Stranger in a Strange Land, Book of Exodus, we talked about it. Yeah. Wandering the desert. How did I not yet at that point get to Moses? I don't know. But I'm almost certain had I had she not even said that to me, her I had not known that she was gonna bring that up. After this episode, it would have been crystal clear. Yeah, I mean, looked like the, the staff. There like, were so many things. Going through the desert and, like, stuff like that. So many things. Yeah. Coming back with the stick. Like, that is so... There's a tree. So many things. Yeah. And we'll talk about all of them, trust me. Because yeah. I'm super jazzed about it. But yeah, yeah. It's gonna be anyway, good. these tablets behind him. Tablets. They're tablets. With writing. <laughs> yeah. Then he even uses the word tablet... In a little bit, when he's talking to the tw- the twins, the oh, twins, yeah. Yeah. he uses the word tablet. Mm-hmm. It's not a tablet, by the way. It's a hollow gram of a certificate or something. But he still uses the word tablet. The tablet, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is hmm. okay, mm. okay, okay. Mm. Uh, anyways, yeah, we're gonna talk about the Moses stuff ad nauseum oh oh and also again talking about rome i'm literally in a class about this right now actually we're talking right colin's in two classes about rome right now which is uh, only one one of the others i had to drop because of (gasps) just like schedule yeah but the one i am taking currently is it's it's interesting i wouldn't say it's my favorite class Well, which one did you keep uh gods in the roman empire 
So the, the technically it's your religion. This is my religion class. class yeah. Okay. Um, and it involves Christianity, right? Because Christianity is of technically course. a religion of the multiple religions of Rome, which is yeah. super interesting to think about. Everyone always talks about Christianity being just like the best religion when it was actually like such a minor religion in the scheme of how many other religions were going on in the Roman Empire. It's it's wild. I didn't even think about it until the first week of this class. I'm like, oh, this is this is a I'm enlightened because it is a very different way of thinking about Christianity that I never thought of it from as, the perspective of the Romans. From the perspective as someone who could just as well worship Jesus, but also Zeus. There was no problem there, like for a time, and like you could worship really anything you wanted. It was kind of it's weird, man. They're super fluid back in the day, but anyway, the thing I'm getting at is when like Jesus was around. You know, mm-hmm. the Roman government did not like Jesus, obviously. No, obviously My man's not. got nailed to the cross for a reason. So I think it's interesting because it, it's so Roman, man. There's so many Roman things happening. They have the people carrying the people carrying the twins on that thing. And there's like a scroll thing. And there there's like so much stuff happening. The talk and the vocabulary is very... Like, we're talking about daimyo and, like, stuff like that. Like, very, very ancient Mesopotamian, Roman, Byzantine Empire kind of vibes. Um, and it's just interesting to think, like, we've talked about Jesus... Uh, we talked about Boba Fett being a Jesus figure, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, you could look at him as a Moses figure, there, too. There's there's so many frigging layers to this show. It's it's actually making my head hurt. Yeah, but if... if <laughs> I mean, Moses, I don't know if you think, think about, about it, though, next. if you think about it, kind of, you can maybe relate Moses to Jesus just being, like, the Jesus of the Old Testament, I guess, well, the, if you really wanted to consider that, it. He was, by definition... He was the prophet, definitely. The first big prophet. And, yeah. Yeah. One of the first. But he, um... I'm just interested because I feel like there's gonna be a time coming up when, like, the stages of the cross happen, but for Boba Fett, and he gets, like... Get, he gets like completely exiled and like. I will send. Dude. I will. Tell send. me, tell me that doesn't sound like something that could actually happen. No, in this it definitely show. does. Dude. I just remembered something else in the script though that screams. The Roman Empire. He calls. The big, big Wookie guy who we're gonna talk about in a minute. Warrior. A gladiator. Gladiator. Yeah. So like, come on, come on, come on, you know. Uh. Yes, yeah, so I nailed very, it. So I nailed it. No pun intended. You did nail. <laughs> it's so funny though because last week we were like, "Oh my god, it's it's all about." Also, sorry, I think I'm clipping a little bit. It's all about um, knights and and daimyos and medieval sh- social structure, which it was last week. Oh yeah. This week. <laughs> it's like we're in freaking Rome. All <laughs> yeah. of a sudden, yeah. possibly. Aztec country, like I'm not even sure what's going on. They're just throwing in so much referencing to so many things. I literally cannot keep up. It's, it's good. making my brain liquefy. It really did. I've <laughs> had to watch this episode five, six times. Not because I had to, I mean necessarily I wanted to because it's that good, but every time I watch it. Something and, else jumps out at me, and it's like, wow. And, like, his quarters, like, where he goes is, like, the chapel. It's, like, his chapel to pray to. It's, like, a little, it's, like. To pray to it. It's, like, a little tabernacle. Dude, dude, we're so stupid. Are we? We're so stupid. Is it a tabernacle? No. Oh. 
seems we're like a so stupid. Actually, no, 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 yeah. It I mean, does you could seem totally like a tabernacle. But, but, dude, the whole idea of, like, him losing his father and, like, him going to sleep in this back-to-tank thing and then, like, having these dreams that distantly connect to his, like, traumatized past of losing his father. Father. Mm-hmm. A father. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I think, like, son of God, you know? And, and, and Jango Fett literally is the god of the clones because he's literally the thing that was, that they were created in his image. <laughs> like, it's so on the nose, actually. <laughs> so good. Dude, clones, I have been, I have been woke longer than anyone else on Earth about clones, man. I can't, I can't take it. Like, my hand, my head is in my hands. Because you have to remember he's a clone. I can't take it. He's a clone. I know he's a clone. You gotta remember. I have it's a so... whole two paragraphs later it's so easy to <laughs> forget that though it's so easy to forget that We're because he is so individualized now at this point and so icon iconographized whatever but iconized i think is just the word iconized yeah probably that it's hard to remember that sometimes but it literally it is, is. hard to remember that sometimes and like what does his ship look like when it's flying a womb no oh Looks like a cross, man. Oh, looks like a womb to me. It will forever look like a womb to me. Okay, well. I but, mean, okay. Let's just keep going because they Well, we were talking about Moses, though. I, I know, but we're gonna. I, there's so much there that okay. we haven't even gotten to yet that we need to talk about. Um, one of my favorite lines in the entire episode. Who knew Samaria Mary would come and clutch for a Star Wars show? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> I'm blessed. Right um, now. Running a family is more complicated oh. than bounty hunting. Oh, yeah, that was cool. That was a cool foreshadowing. Says It was a mayor. very brief... Yeah. As opposed to bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Yeah. Per the Imperial in The Mandalorian. Uh, no, that's... um. Werner Herzog. Our boy, yeah. Um, I don't know why I love that. Symmetry. Juxtaposition. It's not really symmetry. It's juxtaposition. Him telling Mando bounty oh. hunting is a complicated profession, and then the mayor telling Boba Fett it's worse. <laughs> nothing that it's nothing to running a family. Yeah. And as we're gonna talk about later, the big theme of this episode—I mean, it's right in the title—the tribes of Tatooine, family yeah. slash tribes. Yeah, man. Being the same. I don't. I can't. Like I said, my brain. Just but dude, like the way he, the way he like finds his family in the <laughs> dude. Quiet. <laughs> All right, the twins. We got to talk about the twins. This is like the least interesting. I know, part of my but opinion. that's the that's why it's so funny. Like Jason and Gabe on Blast Points have said the same thing. There's so much in this episode. I mean, for them, I think the twins was way towards the top of amazing things. But there's so, you could put the twins like fifth or sixth on my list of most bananas things in this mm-hmm. episode and they're bananas yeah yeah first of all twins obviously <laughs> twins obviously why haven't we had twin anything on the dark side or on the you know in the Syndicates. shadowy underworld or dark yeah. side before we need that we need some bad twins mm-hmm. we need it and they're amazing yeah and i love their chin art Little tattoos. Oh, yeah. yeah and cool. I love... You like the sister? The sister. <laughs> Don't tell me she's not calling the shots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 100%. I mean, it makes, he makes, it makes it sort of seem like the brother's in charge, 
No. No. <laughs> the sister's in charge. She's so in charge, she's not going to directly speak to him. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't even, like... She's going to whisper to her brother behind I mean, talk about fan. patricians. Talk about patricians. They are yeah. the patricians, like, 100%. She's going to whisper to her brother behind her fan, can we just kill them? Like, can we just... <laughs> come on. What are we doing? Yeah. Can we just... They're so annoying. Yeah. Let's just kill them. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 the hujib used as a sweat towel. <laughs> I don't even know who thinks of this. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it honestly doesn't seem that weird for a hut to do, though. You know? What else are they going to do? But have you looked at the little hujib while yeah. he's doing it? Yeah. He's, like, freaking out. <laughs> who thinks of this? <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. Okay, man. Who's Fever Dream? You gotta go on Twitter. Where's your activity on Twitter to figure these things out? Well, I've been trying not to say a whole lot because, you know, I don't want to spoil people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. But th- that seems to have been lifted because people are just blatantly posting things now. <laughs> Such as gifts of my new best friend. The black... I don't know how to say his name. Black... Kersantin, I guess, is how you say his name. What? But it's a Wookiee name, so who knows? Oh, the Wookiee. Yeah. That Wookiee is my new best friend. Why? He doesn't do anything. When he ca- okay, first of all, I knew who he was ahead of time. Not a lot. I just had re- I had seen him. I don't keep up with Doctor Afra very well, and I certainly never read the Vader comic that he was in. But I mean, he definitely gives me vibes. I said this earlier. He gives me vibes with the guy in Raising Kane. Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, he does. Yeah. But when he came around the corner, I, I can't imagine what, like, people that are super into Afra oh, did I because <laughs> I gasped and I am, I only just kind of knew who he was. I no, it's funny because I didn't know who he was, so I was like, <laughs> this is weird, man. I can imagine that, too, if you've never heard like, of double this character. Weird, cause, double weird, because, like, the huts show up and it's like... Oh my god. And then he shows up and like... That whole sequence... <laughs> what's happening? That whole sequence... Yeah. The wild one. Is as insane Cuckoo Bananas Star Wars as I have ever seen in my life. It's fire, bro. It was fire. <laughs> it all, fire, dog. It was all perfectly in universe. Oh yeah. But the weirdest shit I've ever seen in Star Wars. Honestly. And it was so like... It was just one thing after another. It I was pre- even... it was presented very uncannily, you know. Like it was it, was just, it wasn't like there was no hype for it and or anything. They just like showed up all of a sudden, and hearing, then the Wookiee showed up all of a sudden. Hearing and... the drum beat yeah. inside Madame Garces, we I didn't kinda, know. We kind of skipped over her, but um, nah, I mean... they they were at Madame Garces because the mayor said you better go talk to Madame Garces. She knows what's up. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, they were in the. In her, in the um, sanctuary. sanctuary, talking, everybody's partying, our, our favorite, our favorite new droid, we have decided his name is BT-78. Yeah. Playing on the drums. Indeed. No, we should call him like JW-70 or something. Like for dad. Ah, come on. Don't be cheesy. <laughs> what? Oh, he would like that. Uh, but to the general audience, BT-78 is... Seven eight is Colin's favorite time signature, by the way, because he's a percussionist. Facts, and that's not because it's nothing to do with me being a percussionist. It's just the best one. Uh. <laughs> it's literally just the best one. 
equipment that no one ever does or hears of or or uses on a regular basis because it's a weird one. Um, Wonder Woman. True. true. <laughs> Wonder Woman uses seven eight, and everyone loves that. Thing. Okay, so the anyway, you you hear this faint drum beat, and everybody goes quiet because they know what that means because they've been saying since the first episode like someone you're oh, gonna be a challenger we didn't see your litter arrive boba fett yeah sorry we didn't like have any have a ceremony for you when you arrive we didn't <laughs> know you were here well that's because you don't have a drum you don't have a drum <laughs> that heralds your arrival yeah honestly though when they showed that and you and you just see the litter at first you just see the people carrying something at first as it comes around the corner yeah. in the street Steph Green. Come on, Steph Green. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I like the music in that moment, too. That is It's kind of like a fanfare a little bit. That is the most glorious, I don't know, three minutes of Star Wars. It's very Star Wars, dude. Like, like it was all, it was very, it embodied the fantasy value of Star Wars, you know what I mean? It, we don't get a lot of that. It's mostly typically, like, adventure and, like, sci-fi it's with this the new stuff. Weirdness. Everybody's That's what I'm saying. It's so it like weird. The weirdness of Star Wars is back. <laughs> well, just wait, dude, because... With no apologies. Just wait, though. We gotta wait for Taika, man. You gotta, get, you gotta be ready. I guess, but... You gotta be ready. I told you already, I don't know how this show is going to stay up to this standard. It's not, dude. I it's think, just not. It never does. I think it just peaked real early. It never does. I will cuddle this episode forever the rest of it could suck i guess and i couldn't get that upset because this episode exists yeah damn just oh (laughs) okay wow we gotta move on that's all i can say yeah wow that's good uh but anyway just so you know people call him black k also because i don't think they know Mm. how to say his name okay uh and boba fett know each other there was a knowing yeah. glance. I don't believe for one second they made that costume and we're never going to see it again. Oh, bro, that'd be so rude. So my boys, he's coming back. That's scary, dude. He looks scary. He is scary. I, I, I'm kind of scared of him. Apparently he has brass knuckles implanted under his skin. <laughs> That's fire. <laughs> That's so cool. Dang. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm clipping. Yeah. Oops. Um, oh, uh, Do you think Afro's gonna be in it? New love of my life. I don't think so. Like yeah, people nah. are talking about that. I think they're saving her for something. What if What if the Mandalorian leads to the Book of Boba Fett, and then the Book of Boba Fett leads, leads to, to a Doc Afro show? <laughs> Dude, that would, that would be genius. I mean, that's what Marvel does. That's what Marvel does. Well, I know it's John and John Favreau. Yeah, is, is doing this, so he's obviously well versed in creating <laughs> overlapping her. properties. I would honestly just want a Doc Afro mm. show just for the droids. I literally just want to Absolutely. see the droids, man. And you know Alan Tudyk is going to be one of those droids, <laughs> and it's going to be so funny. I wouldn't be surprised if that is in the pipeline already. Like, come on. I really wouldn't. And it's a I, genius concept. It, uh, as I've said, I'm not good at keeping up with comics. I'm really not. Extended ones. If it's like a snapshot... Like a limited series, like obviously the the Kylo Ren one was, I kept up on that very well because it was just like, here you go, here's a limited series. That I'm good at. 
Afra has just been going on and on. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm never going to get caught up. I'm going to read it too fast. I'm not going to remember what happened. You know, I, I'm bad at it. I'm just bad at it. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not you. It's me. Okay. <laughs> but I love that character and what I've read of her is it's also just her. Like, let's go. She's great. Let's go. She's where, where, where fire. are the, um, you know, protagonists? I think it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's gonna be a while, but it's probably coming. Yeah. It's on the table right now as we speak. They're talking about it right now. Okay. Um. Okay. So going back to the way everybody on Tatooine keeps telling Boba Fett, you need to have a litter. You need to rule with fear. Um, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That's been said enough at this point that it got my you have my attention Mm -hmm. you know one time fine two (laughs) times question mark three times three times it's a theme yeah oh man that clipped again sorry (laughs) that was me I've been clipping I think two things about this I think um this is what everyone expects him to be versus what he actually is Mm. and it is a metaphor for what people expected Boba Fett to be as a character mm. in the show, and what he is is not that. A classic. And what his intention is. Classic Ryan Johnson. Their in, their intentions of this show is not. This is not how going. This is not going to go the way you think. This is definitely not going to go the way you think. <laughs> uh, and that was very astute of them to put that in there because I think, you know, again, any kind of metaphorical, meta. It's very. It's very meta. Obviously. Oh yeah. So anything like that. I'm a fan of the meta. But there again, there's so much going on in this show, symbolism-wise, metaphorically, metatextually. My brain, <laughs> my brain can't, almost can't handle. Almost a oh, flex. Okay, you can handle it. Like the it flex. the the serotonin <laughs> that is being released when I watch this episode. That's good. Constantly, like there's no break. That's there was good. no break. It was just one thing after the other. I don't even know. Okay, so yeah, I, I, kind I don't of th- even know. I kind of think that's what's going on with that because they just keep saying it. Okay, so who's gonna be Pontius Pilate though? One of the Gamorrean guards. Well, I mean, that's who the mayor kind of reminded me of. If we're going no. with the Jesus. Oh, oh no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. Not obviously, he's the yes, not him. Uh, Jude, Judas. Oh. Um. Because there's going to be a Gethsemane, bro. In fact, we also we kind of got a fake Gethsemane in the first episode. Well, we got to talk about Bible stuff in a little bit because it's so extensive and there's so much going on. Come on, man. That's all I well, care about. Well, I know. I, I, the, we have a huge conversation to have. Oh, so geez. let's just get through. <laughs> let's get to that. We Guess even, how long we're into this. I story. don't even want to know. Don't tell me. Okay. Um, she said, Fennec says to Boba, they're huts. We'd have to get permission if we want to kill them. <laughs> yeah, which... Permission from whom? Yeah, I don't know. What the heck does that mean? Um, I mean, the going theory is that Crimson Dawn is running the whole thing now, and that oh. Kira's in charge of everything. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. And that she's going to be a big surprise canon, mm. you know, person popping in on to the uh, show. I would like if she was referenced, but she didn't show up. That's what I would like. I want Maybe. her to not show up yet. I do want her to show up again, but not yet. That's my opinion. I would love it if it's her. Okay. I would absolutely love it if it's her. Because she did not get her due at all. Oh, yeah, no. On the screen. She's gotten some 
good stuff in some comics. She could be like the best Star Wars character ever, potentially. I think. She's, she's a good actor, man. She, I, who doesn't love her? <laughs> like, like who doesn't love her? Yeah. Amelia Clark. She's just great. So Permission from whom? Maybe Mother of Dragons. Maybe that's who there. <laughs> Mother of Dragons, Baker of Chains. But oh, if what it's is not, it? Baker of Chains, Mother of Dragons, Mother uh, of the Unsullied. I don't or even remember now. Um, but if it's not her, I mean, there's somebody calling the shots. Darth Maul. He's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He's, How do you know? He better be dead. <laughs> uh, he did. Because I can't see them just creating a new character to fill that role. That's not that's not how John Favreau rolls. Yeah. Usually. No. Um. And it would be very cool to make it somebody new, like from the new canon, rather than yeah, yeah, that somebody yeah. old. Yeah. So we'll see. I guess if they indeed go to try to ask permission <laughs> to yeah. kill the twins, please don't kill the twins. Oh man, the twins are amazing. No, they're probably. I do, I do hate huts though. Yeah. Like, can we just? They need to go. They gotta go. So again, we have a we have a nod to a family. Situation mm-hmm. slash tribe in True. huts, um, and running a family is more complicated than bounty hunting. Mm. Is basically laying out probably the theme of the whole the show. Whole show, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, definitely one of the bigger ones. Family is the most complicated thing and the most influential thing on a person. Period, bar none. Nobody else has more influence on your how what who you become basically and he is caught between a whole lot of different families oh yeah in this in, <laughs> just us. in this one episode but just in general and that's we'll talk about that in depth uh, keep saying we will we talk will. when okay. are we going to talk about cuz we're getting in we're getting into we're about to in, get in the back to tank okay the, we're in the back to pod here we go 14 minutes into this episode it was episode like three starts. Fifty-three. <laughs> this 53 is about to be minutes the... episode or yeah. something like that. Almost an 54. hour. Thank you for that, by the way. Thank you for a long episode. Finally. Yes. Uh, and he's in his back to tank, and we're off to a flashback dream. Uh, I really love the transition yeah, the that blue, they do, like the weird fish islands. The weird fish islands, and again, Marie Claire, because she's awesome, pointed out that the sound effects that they use when he is falling into this dreamland is basically literally the sound of a fetal heartbeat. Mm. It's mm. actually identical That's to the cool. sound of a fetal heartbeat. Well, that makes sense. Oh, it makes all the um, sense. Because uh, like clones were birthed and grown in back to tanks, so. Yep. That is literally a womb. That is literally in the context of the show and movie. Yep. (laughs) Like, in his actual womb. (laughs) They are putting these references. It's your dream. It's literally your dream. It's It's an actual canon womb. Like, this is a canon womb. This isn't just you being crazy. And it's a dream womb. Even better. Indeed, indeed. It's this look into his uh, subconscious. And, again, like... He's in therapy while he's doing this, and he's physically healing his body at, also, at the same time. Legion, 
It's always blue. It's always blue. And Legion season two, bars. He goes into like that 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 sphere thing and like lays in the water and then he has mm. like those visions and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Mm-hmm. Dream mm-hmm. womb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. But the color blue too. You know that's the color they used on Camino. Yeah, but ad nauseum. <clears throat> oh. Excuse me. Yes, of course. Everything but, was blue. But um, I also want to say that that is like one of the one of this painfully, painfully few moments of Star Wars on screen with a sense of modernized filmmaking because it feels kind of abstract. It's kind of abstract that transition. It's kind of weird. It is, a, yeah, you're right. His head's, like, rotating, and, like, there's this weird, like, angle, and, like, the color's all blue. It's, like, it's very, like, I don't know. It doesn't feel, like, for kids in that moment. It feels, like, almost, like, highly, like, what am I looking at? Just for a brief moment, though, yeah. and then it gets out of it. But, like, I want me some of that. Like, some of that weird stuff, you know what I mean? That was refreshing. There's a bunch of those moments in this episode. There's, like, a lot of weird things. Like, not just, like, fantasy-wise, but actually, like hard to understand things which i mean like when he's like when the lizard like gets in his nose <laughs> like everyone's just like all hazy and then like yeah. you don't want you he comes back with a stick you have no idea how he got the stick you know yeah like if it was real or not yeah so but that's my that's my stuff man it's incredible no answers i don't want any answers it's amazing and incredible all of it yeah and i like when you don't get answers um yeah i'll have to i will play you she actually went and got a recording of a fetal heartbeat and put it. What? Showed the scene. And then, <laughs> yeah, she put it on Twitter. It's exactly. Oh, my it. dear I mean, Lord. If, if you've ever had an ultrasound while you're pregnant, you know that sound. Like, well, it is. I guess I also know that sound. It's like a whoosh, whoosh. Yeah, because it's, um, it's in Tool. It's in a Tool song. Is it really? Lateralist. It's at the beginning of a Tool song. Uh, so, yeah, they are, they are not being shy about mm. this whole reborn transformed <laughs> no. character i mean duh <laughs> so, if they did imagine how stupid imagine how wrong the show would feel if it wasn't about that i mean now of course it seems like of course this is what it's going to be about like we what the heck would it we, have been about we bef- again before any of this was announced before he was even in the mandalorian yeah we were talking about you can't just bring him back and have him be the same. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a transformation. Getting out of the Sarlacc pit is as huge a visual cue of being <laughs> well, a rebirth I was gonna as say, I've ever... And we knew that was going to have to be shown. Like, that was no, going to be the first thing they showed us. I was going to say, if he gets out... Like, before I saw the show, I was thinking to myself, if he gets out of the Sarlacc pit, it's a show about rebirth. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, there is no, no other, other chance. There's no other way to go. Yeah, there's no other chance. Because that would go against all of storytelling. Literally the entire whole storytelling right. canon of the Western world. When you are when you are a filmmaker, the caliber of yeah, dude. John yeah. Favreau and Robert Rodriguez and you you've got Dave Filoni on your team. And my well. boy Robert, he knows about family. In filmmaking. Of course. He yes. literally is the one who, like, set the precedent of that. You know what I mean? Like, the king of child adventure filmmaker right there. Not the king. Obviously, Spielberg is the king. But he is really, really good at it. So, like, of course, dude. It doesn't surprise me Built at all. a franchise on it. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. 
Uh, Actually, though. Yeah. It's... The show could not possibly be firing on more cylinders. It is it is over-firing. It is like that... It is like the engine on the train. Calm down. Like, <laughs> calm down. How are you going to keep this up? I don't know how it's possible. When are we going to get a 2001 reference, though? We, I haven't felt any of those. I haven't I felt any of those. We'll just wait patiently. Mm. I do want one of those. Um, okay, so we are introduced to... Possibly one of the best new Star Wars characters of the last... Oh, facts. <laughs> ten years. Absolute facts. Years, 20 yeah. years. Tusken Warrior. Is that what the character's called? That is what she's called. <laughs> Tusken Warrior. Okay. And that's the first scene we see when he when we're in the dream escape. <clears throat> she is trying to train him in the ways of using the gaffy stick. Yeah. Uh... He gets smacked around. Like, she's... It's like... Like, dude. Biffed. I told you to hold it like this. I am a Tuscan. I don't have time. You're incompetent, <laughs> yeah. son. And she just whacked him one. Yeah. And the look on his face... It's good. God, he's so good in the... God, he's so good in this role. I can't No, it's good. It. It's good. It's good acting. And dude. she... The mask one, acting, Is dog. one of the best mask performances. The mask performances. acting, bro. In all of Star Wars. And there's a lot of mask acting. And what's even harder to do, I think, with the mask acting for that character in particular is the look of the Tusken Raider is so weird and creepy, in my opinion, out of mm. context. Because yeah. they're just like holes for eyes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And you just have no idea what the heck's going on behind that stuff. So it's so like mysterious. And that's why they're used as bad guys in episode four. They look scary and they look beast-like and like, yeah. like primal, you know what I mean? Yeah. But for her to be able to... And it's a woman underneath the costume, right? Yes, and please tell me how oh, yeah. I knew that was a woman immediately. I oh, knew that was the, a woman. You gotta get the vibe. You gotta get but the vibe. But that's what I'm saying. She's so good. Well, yeah, exactly. So, so anyway, what I'm saying is that she was so good that, like, there was humor, there was sadness, there was fear expressed through the costume, there was, like, intensity expressed through the costume, um, respect, like, like, like everything. Like, reverence, you know what I mean? Like, it's insane. It's insane. I, I and mean, also the chief. I love the chief. Oh, uh, 100%. Because he's easily They're all regal. good, but those two named characters are obviously... And the, and the, the chief child. and her. Yeah, the child. The child is great, is great too. Like, he... Um, child. Yeah, it's like a wicked incarnate. I'm kind of. worried about the child, but we'll talk about The that. child will be fine. Woo! I don't know. No way, um, dude. Anyway, she beats him down pretty, pretty well in that scene. Yeah. Um, and he, but then he's like, okay, <laughs> show me then. Show, show me, teach me. Yeah. Oh, wise one. <laughs> what it is that I need to know how to, how to wield this weapon because I want to know how. And so at that moment you get like, okay, he's not going to hold it against her, <laughs> her teaching methods against her. He just wants to learn mm -hmm. from her. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now, then, that's all happening. <laughs> One of those burpy frog things gets caught in, like, I think they have a trap set for them. Like, if you look, it's hard to kind of see, but if you look, there's, like, this mechanism that is right there when the frog comes up out of the but frog. He, I don't know what But he, going. like, gets away, almost. Well, no, I know, but I think, I think... Yeah, it got away, but that was it. They were laying traps for that for food. Oh. 
for those things for food. <laughs> that thing was freaking out. Um, Wiggins. But that calls our attention off into the distance where, for sure, I don't think this is not a it's not an accident and it's not a mistake and it's not it's not even a mislead. There is a crate dragon call. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, can yeah. hear it oh, yeah. very plainly. Oh yeah. It's just a little EQ. That's literally the only difference. <laughs> That's literally it, I, the only I difference. I think because it's really far off in the distance, mm. but it gets their attention obviously. And then we get our first shot of the train, the, the, the desert sand train with the freaking pod racing engine power. Like this train even. It's dope. It's dope. <laughs> Very it's sad dope. scene because, you know, and Boba Fett has no idea what's going on. He's mm-hmm. just trying to like get as many people behind the dead. Um, Rest in peace. Why do I want to say massive? Bantha, bro. Bantha. Uh, so many Banthas were harmed and killed in this episode. Like, yes, stop it. Indeed. It's upsetting when the Bantha goes down. Mm-hmm. Plus, it they're t- like trying to get him to move, and they won't move. And it's like, yeah, it's so stupid sad. Banthas. They're so slow. They're so dumb. <laughs> uh, a lot of cool animals in this uh, uh, this uh, episode. True, a lot of animals. Yeah. Um, or creatures slash animals. But... This pike, this train is being driven by the Pikes, who everyone hates. I don't know anyone who likes the Pikes. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. they're bad. They're bad. I mean, usually you can find a pocket of fandom. They're like, oh, I love the Pikes. The Pikes are cool. No one likes the Pikes. No, literally, I've I've never heard anyone say they like like them. They're so horrible. <laughs> they just suck. They they literally never do anything good ever. Never. They're bad. They're just bad. You, and they're, they're annoying too. Like they're annoying as well. They are annoying. They're just and pirates. They basically. pop up. All the time. Literally. All the time. They're in everybody's business. It's, <laughs> I just can't stand them. And now they're needlessly slaughtering mm-hmm. our new best friends, the Tuscans, and their, and their... Yeah, honestly, that seems painful. Like, both times I watched that, I was like, ooh. Yeah, it's upsetting. <laughs> ooh. It's real upsetting. Yeah, they're, like, draw. And same with, like, the Mandalorian, because we watched that, that episode... And, like, them getting, like, their acid just thrown on yeah. them. It's like, oh, like, like it literally hurts me. It's like all bit. they had to do to make people feel for them was to give them culture. Yep. Yep. Facts. Like, Which is, it, like, like remember in the Mandalorian? good writing, dude. Remember in the Mandalorian, the first time we saw them signing? Yeah. It's like. And how cool that was? <laughs> it's like, what's up? And we were like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like. Well, I'm Team Tuscan now. Yeah, dude. Because they sign. Yeah, and they help and, out the homies, too. And they now help out, bro. The Book of Boba Fett is just making it so that... And very good writing to, like, to escape a, po- a potential plot hole to say that, like, there are many tribes and they're all yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have that I'm in my I'm glad they threw too. that one in there. I have that in my notes, too. Yeah, yeah, uh, But that's why I'm very worried about these Tuscans because especially the child... Because I don't. I'm worried about the warrior. I'm not worried more than about anyone her. else. I'm not worried mm, about her. That's a mistake, bro. That's a mistake. I would say She's the, she is the the sage. She is the sage. Maybe everyone else dies, but she's definitely dead. I'm I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it. I'm going into this with very low optimism. See, she makes I it out alive. I am least worried for her. Uh, I'm uh, much more worried about the child. And then second after him, I'm worried about the chief. Why? Because he sees himself in the child. 
he, like we talked last week, he had ample opportunities to overpower that kid multiple times while he was still a captive. And he didn't, he didn't even try. That's true. And then he just flat out rescued him and saved his life. So, uh-huh. and, and this episode even makes it more clear. This kid loves him mm-hmm. and he loves this kid now. And it's, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Fabro, you better watch your friggin' step. No way he's going to kill a kid, dude. There's no way but, he's going to do that. I don't want he doesn't him, have the balls. I don't want him to kill any of them. I'm telling you the war is dead. Because I'm that is you, mom, mom. Such think? a slap in the face after being so respectful to like the whole indigenous people's theme. They're not all going to die. But she is dead. If he is prescribing to Joseph Campbell, I understand she that. She is dead. I understand that. So dead. Like so dead but maybe you say she's the sage i don't she doesn't seem like the sage to me the the chief seems like the sage because mm. he's the one that gives him that's the true that's true but i feel like she's just like his equal now basically she treats him as an equal now it's clear in the end they're equal. Yeah, which is why she's got to be replaced. She, it's, it, it is the way of things. It is the way of this storytelling, dude. You know this. Okay, uh, let's be clear. I'm going to be pissed off if any of them die. <laughs> okay. Because I don't think that's okay. Yeah. That'd be lame. They're, they're putting them in a very, in a place of high respect. They're clearly setting them on a pedestal saying, we are honoring not only Tamara Morrison's heritage, but... All indigenous peoples. We are making a statement here. Mm-hmm. A very big one. A huge one. Mm-hmm. That we're honoring these these peoples by mm-hmm. doing this. And then to kill any of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would look bad. Quite bad. <laughs> because a lot of people are speculating, well, that's the reason why he went off and found his suit again. Because he lost his Tuscan family and he needed to, like, cl- well, cling back onto his I mean, how, why does Mando he, family. Why, like, he doesn't seem like he wants to leave very much, you know? But I have a I I can't I can see where he would be like, listen, love y'all, we're tight, we're buds for life. <laughs> love y'all. You're though. my family now. You are part of my family. But I have all this stuff I got to work through, and oh by the way, I just found out I have a twin sister. Oh, okay, potentially, potentially. Who is my only real connection to my actual physical family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what's going on. But I, I don't think it, it, ooh, if he does, <laughs> what, 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 what? I'll just be angry. Like, okay, I know. I know even you. so, even more so, like if, if Boba Fett does not in, like you were saying last week, if he reverts back to his old ways by the end of the show, I think that's dumb, but I won't be nearly as upset if they do that. Cause I'm almost kind of expecting it at this point that they're going to F this up. But um, <laughs> yeah. it can't be this good. Like it just can't be. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not something. Happening. Something bad's gonna happen. Yeah. But if they take, if they go that, um, you know, like genocidal, <laughs> wiping out of the indigenous tribe, I no, no forgiveness for that. That's out. That's outrageous. And hmm. I think even he would know that. I think even he, he who loves to kill off, <laughs> beloved mentor figure of IG88 or not IG88 who's the new one 
from Mandalorian. Uh, oh my god. Oh, oh, IG-11. IG-11. And, um, the other guy, what's his face? I can't think of anyone's name. Kli- uh, Kli- uh, Krieg? That's not right. It starts with the Q. Quill. Quill. Quill? Quill. Anyway, he loves to kill Quill. off. Yeah, Rip Quill, man. And he literally says it in that friggin' round table that they had with the cast and everything. And everybody's like, what are you gonna kill everybody? Ha ha. He was like, I just have to because that's all the way for the character to move forward. Baloney sauce. Dude, if he said that, come on. Bologna I think he's gonna do it. Sauce. I think he's. Go- I think she's dead. I think she's dead. Probably everyone else will live, but I think she's dead. They better My all, cards. They better all, all on the table. be alive. Not a single one of them. <laughs> including the massives, which are oh. now to be protected at all Baby. costs. Baby. <laughs> They're so freaking cute. How did they make them so cute? Yeah, I'm so confused. It's so funny. They're so nasty looking. They really are. I, they look like very dinosaur-like, actually. Like you, pure dinosaur-like. You know what I noticed, though? Um, we have a parakeet, if you're not aware. Mm. And when his eye is completely um, undilated mm-hmm. or dilated. Who snips? I forget which is which. Which is dilated which is undilated. When it's all black. When yeah. his little eyes are all black. Mm-hmm. Like the massive eyes are all black. That is just inherently cute. I don't know why. <laughs> but if you it's notice, like like, they just make them, and plus they've given him like head tilts, and there was one like scratching behind his ear, and it's the cutest thing. <laughs> They're so cute. They're cool. So, yeah. Team Massive now. Forever. But, um... <laughs> where, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, yeah. The Pike know. Train. <laughs> the Pike Train is a technological crate dragon. Yes. Yeah, definitely. It is shaped like one. Mm-hmm. When it derails at the end, it looks like the skeleton in A New Hope. Indeed, indeed. And we've already had the Tuscans battling a real... Tr- crate dragon like mm-hmm. a natural crate dragon in the mandalorian yep uh so that episode was highly metaphorical as well mm-hmm. but now and in that episode it was like the tuscans versus the villagers like the villagers were the problem in this one it's the pikes and this train so and they're and they make several references to the fact that we don't have technology. We can't possibly stop them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Boba Fett steps in to be like, want to bet? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to, you taught me, I'm going to teach you now, and we're going to take care of this together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's cool that they, like, made it a train and made it that long shape and gave it the herald of a crate dragon yeah. call. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of dumb. In fact, you know, oh, you know what up, I think man. they should have cool. done? You know what they should have done? I like that. And obviously, I do see the parallel now based on that sound cue. But there were three crate Dragon sounds they went through. And I think they should have used one <laughs> of the others. Because then you would easily get that parallel. But you would also make it more a little more authentic and not so well, canny. I haven't it felt back, a little canny for me. I haven't gone back to check. But I'm going to assume that it's the same call that they used in the Sheriff. Or the Marshal episode of the mandalorian it, yeah, i'm sure they wanted it to match that whatever they exactly used for which that. I, I think that's kind of weird i think it's kind of weird so i guess yell at whoever picked yeah that well no because that's dragon. an actual cra- that's an actual crate dragon so it's fine but i'm saying because it wasn't on a crate dragon i don't know if you could yeah but there is one that's what i'm saying like there probably there was a crate dragon out there 
and the crate dragon was probably disrupted by the train disrupted by the train or maybe they were uh, shooting at it or whatever because it's they're scared of it i don't know i see but i like that they made us think it was going to be a crate dra- a real crate okay, dragon fair. and then we get a technological crate dragon that's coming yeah, through. okay yeah. a monster i guess you could say yeah uh, so yeah, we get a lot of dead Tuscans in this next scene, which is upsetting, and Banthas, and we get a lovely little parallel to Anakin carrying Shmi's body when Boba's carrying one of his new friends. And then carrying the Jawas body. at the end of... And the Jawas at the know. end, like, yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice cool. parallel. Yeah. Um, Okay. This is the thing. This is the, this is the giant Easter egg that you are probably unaware of. Okay, all right. So, Bob is upset that his friends are getting massacred by this train. He sees off in the distance that band, that marauder band of Nikto people that were taking yep. over that um, yep. moisture farmer. And I guess he just knows where they're going because of the direction they're heading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because where they're going is Tashi Station. Oh, that's Tashi Station? That's Tashi Station. How do you know that? There is a couple of cutscenes from A New Hope that never made it into the movie. Oh, very nice. And they're pretty famous cutscenes. I haven't seen them. They are. Mostly it's about... You've probably seen the one with Luke and Biggs talking. Mm, no, we haven't even seen mm. that one? No, I don't wow. think so. Okay, we got to see him after this. I've actually, I think I've read the script of those scenes. I think I've read oh, what they talk maybe, about. Yeah, you probably have. Because they talk about like a star destroyer or something, and like yeah, yeah, I've seen that. In on the, the scene, Luke is looking up into the sky, yep, and yep. he sees lights, and he sees like a battle going on yep, up there. Yep. He goes to Tashi Station mm-hmm. to meet up with his friends. <laughs> the boys. Biggs <laughs> is there, but also there, girl named Cammy. Okay. Guy named Fixer. That's cool. Nice. That's Cammy and Fixer. Okay. That Tashi dude Station. looks so familiar, though. Like, I don't know. Why does he look so I don't familiar, know. They, though? I wouldn't say they're dead ringers for the original Cammy and Fixer, but they are damn close. Oh, like, okay. They're very close to the original actors. That is pretty dope. I will admit. Um, That's pretty dope. Does it, is it say it in Arabesh anywhere? Or? If you have the, if you have the um, closed caption on, mm. it does say, like, Cammy... Colon oh no! I saw the names. I screaming. but again, I haven't seen like it was so long ago when I read that script. I was there's no way I was gonna remember that. But the it, the the exterior is exactly the same. The oh, interior so cool. is pretty much exactly the same. And Cammy and Fixer just never left. I guess <laughs> <laughs> they're still hanging out okay. at Tashi Station because they had absolutely. No... How do you get power converters from there? Uh, I don't it's know. a bar. <laughs> I don't. Well, no. It, there's a bar at Tashi Station. Like there's. There's other stuff. Oh, there. oh, okay. It's not just like the structure is big. Okay. And then the bar is you have to go up the stairs and then like turn the corner or whatever. But so it's like an outlet mall. It, it's a little outpost. I would call it an outpost. <laughs> okay. But anyway, that's how he knew where they were going because he's like, yeah, they're going to Tashi Station. Okay. Because <laughs> they're going there to drink or whatever. That's so, funny. Yeah, I'm gonna follow them. If you're if you're gonna did you know the first time you saw it? Absolutely. Oh, bruh. Okay. And then when I when I saw Cammy, I was like, "You've got to be kidding! Me. <laughs> Are you kidding me?" That's cool. Uh, if you're gonna do a gratuitous original trilogy Easter egg, that's a good one. 
That's a really Solid. good one. And it's so not, it's subtle too. It's subtle. You wouldn't even know. Probably, yeah, a lot know. of people were like, "Was that?" And everybody who knew was like, "Oh yes." That's there's cool. no question that that's what that was. Nice. Um, and just I found it really funny that like the th- the thing that breaks the camel's back for Fixer is that that guy takes his chips. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's, a little, that's literally me, dude. He takes his tortilla chips. Anyone taste my chips? I, I know. Have. He's like... <laughs> it's not right. It's just not right. <laughs> it's just not right. That's so funny, actually. Oh, man. And then he almost gets killed. Because and he took his drink, too, though. He did take his drink, also. He paid for that. He's probably uh, not wealthy. <laughs> he's probably not. He's going to Tashi Station. But Fixer has had it with these guys taking his tortilla chips. Bullies, he's bro. done and over with it. Yeah. Um. So, this is just... Because we need... I, I don't think we can have an episode of a show set in Tatooine without having a blatant Western, yeah, uh, yeah. TV Western, spaghetti Western scene. He's the new sheriff in town. He rolls into the bar. He beats the crap out of all the criminals. <laughs> he takes a drink so and he dumb. leaves. <laughs> it's so dumb, dude. It's so dumb. But that's when the synthy music start is yeah. happening and it's real good. And you also get a glimpse old Boba Fett's still in there. He hasn't pieced out. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. He hasn't zenned out to the point where he is not going to beat the crap yeah. out of people when he feels like it. Yeah. Uh, also, Tim Morrison fighting. Why is he so good at this? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, he kind of does his choreograph- choreographed stuff. He is born to be this character. I'm sorry. I know he's played a lot of other characters, but this is yeah. it for him. This is the pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's never escaping <laughs> this. Um, Not that he would want to, though. Okay, so, and to continue the Western thing, like, a lot of times you see uh, a character will take horses and, like, tie them all together and lead yeah. them off. No, yeah, that's obvious. But this time too. it was the speeders. So yeah. this whole thing was to just steal their speeders because he's trying to, he's got a plan um, to train the Tuscans, to use the speeders, to basically do the great train robbery and um, <laughs> stop stop the pikes from killing them all the time. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about the scene where he's like, like a bantha. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Mom died that moment. I really died. <laughs> that man is a treasure. No, he's he's funny. just a treasure. Do you think he ad-libbed that? I don't think he ad-libbed it. There had to have been bloopers But there. I guess, my <laughs> guess is, well, I don't think he ad-libbed the line. The but move? I, the move? <laughs> yeah, it just seems like. Is, is 100% him. Like, <laughs> it's funny. so frigging funny. Yeah. And the whole training montage, teaching them how to use. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. they just falling off all the time. So charming, like, so funny. It is. Um... I don't know. Just great. It's great. And the direction, again, like, this oh, is comedy. So yeah. She's now doing comedy in mm-hmm. the middle of a... Like, slapstick comedy. Action, yeah. Action-packed. Like, Stooges type beat. I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> she's got skill, bro. She's got skill. She knows what she's doing. Clearly. She had it all set up. She's Clearly. like, all right, here's the form. We're going to start with this. Then we're going to go to intense. Then comedy. Then we're going to go to, like, weird worshipping at the end. And like, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so after all of that, um, we get we get more of the warrior and Boba Fett being trained by her, and now it's morphed into more of a dance. Now he kind of knows what he's doing, and we kind of see that in the bar scene too. He 
he has like some kind of a metal staff or weapon of some kind. I don't know if that was a rifle. I don't remember what it was, but he breaks it in the middle of his bar fight. Yeah, right. And he resorts to his makeshift like training gaffy stick, mm-hmm. and that's really when he goes to town on these guys. So we're already seeing like he's a classic, just... a classic nuts shot look with the stick, but oh yeah, with the bass drop too. <laughs> I don't know why they always do that. Like they hit him in the nuts, and there's a bass drop. These what? Nuts. what... <laughs> these nuts. These nickto nickto nuts. That's what? what they're called. Oh. Like, I don't know why I remember their names, <laughs> and I don't heck? remember anyone else's names. Yeah. Um. Don't say D, don't say these nuts jokes on the mic. Sorry, that's not this type of podcast. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so yeah, so now they're they've this training is very dance like. She still beats him, she still knocks him down, but this time instead of using her hand to slap him for being a loser, she offers her hand to help him get up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, progress. We're seeing a lot of progress. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this this train raid scene or whatever you want to call it. Again, what am I even seeing? That's so good. I love the train scene in Solo. I really do. Oh yes, that's a good scene. That's not my favorite. It's not my favorite movie, but that's a great scene. It is a great scene. This one's better. Hmm. In my opinion. Okay, that's fair. To me, this. I thought the climax of the first train. I thought the climax chase in Solo is a very good climax. I really like the ending of that chase. More so than this one, but everything else I would say, yeah, it's better. I don't know if I do, because you kind of mm. know what's going to happen in Solo. They keep saying it. Like, you got to blow the bridge, or we're... No, 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 but, but it's, it's the, like, the, the very end, when it's, like, them both fighting over it in air. Like, I didn't expect that, and it was pretty intense. Like, I thought, I, like, even, I knew he was going to live, and they were going to let go, but it was still handled just very, very... The music was really, really good. Well, the, like, yeah, it was, the music it was is solid. insane in the It movie. was solid. And, like, um, the ending of it is just this massive explosion. Like, come on. That's, it's like... It's good. That's so classic. I'm not saying it's not good. Yeah. But and I just think... just the lead-up is just so good. I think I like this one better because... You know what this one reminds me really don't know what on earth is going to happen in this. You really don't. This one, I'm totally, totally not the same. There's nothing really about it the same. But for some reason, it's probably because of the speeding up of the train. It reminded me of Indiana Jones. In the truck. This scene... Do you agree with that? Yes. Okay. There are so many references in this scene. Mm. Obviously, they're pulling... They're, of course, like all people, they always pull from other things. Mm-hmm. But the list is a mile long. Indiana Jones. Yeah. That scene of her, the warrior, mowing through... Like, you see it from the outside of the train and the camera just kind of follows yeah, along as um, she walks through. It's old boy. Old boy, yeah. Yeah. Just taking them all down easily. Um, it's Indiana Jones and the, um, it's the truck chase, but it's also Last Crusade, the, the very beginning. Oh, no, oh, the very beginning with River Phoenix, where he sticks his head up. Doesn't he stick his head up out of the train car? How's that movie start? I it's River that. Phoenix. It's young Indiana Jones. It's a sort of oh, train. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That. Yeah. It's Dune. Oh, yeah. It's... Oh, please. Please. Don't even get me started. <laughs> we can't even talk... There's so much... You can't Dune. talk about Dune. You really can't. You just can't There's talk too about much Dune. of it. It's, yeah. like, you can't. way too much of it. You just can't. 
<laughs> you can't. Um, it's, 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 uh, oh my god. Thank god I take notes. Polar Express. Lawrence of Arabia. Polar Express. It's Polar Express. He's trying to get to the front of the train. And the crazy conductor, or not conductor, but like engineer. Yeah. If, remember those weird guys in the front of the Polar Express? Yeah. And they're just like going bananas, <laughs> controlling the train? Yeah. Literally the first time I saw that droid, mm. I was like, why is this Polar Express? <laughs> why is uh, this weird Polar Express? I don't know. I didn't get that with the engineer, but I like that it was stop motion, though. Um, or at least they made it look like stop motion. Did, because... I, say, did I say Lawrence of Arabia? Lawrence of Arabia all oh, over yeah. the place. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Oh, jeez. They're know. so... I, just stop it. My brain cannot. Oh, uh, Breaking Bad. Because of, of drugs? Did you stop the train? And there's drugs on the train. Oh, yeah. There's drugs on the train. I forgot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That, one is a, that, one's, that one's, I don't know. Because that, that one is totally a different feel. But, like, still. I just, I... Uh, and there's a spider involved in the Breaking Bad scene. In the Breaking Bad train, there remember? Is? Well, I don't remember the spider. I can't say, because it's like the end oh. of the episode. Well, I don't but remember. But the droid like, crawls away like a spider. I don't remember the spider in Breaking Bad, though. The tarantula? You don't remember this at all. Oh, How yeah. do you not remember this? Because I so, have too much in my head. No, but like literally, tell me any coincidence that he crawls away like a spider, bro. I Tell mean, me I, any I, coincidence. It, you think it, it is? Probably could be. A Bro. Because that was freaking hilarious. When I he guess. Crossed, that, that thing. I, I, yeah, that's cool, George. Like, I I'm going to, I'm with Jason and Gay and Blast Points. Utterly unnecessary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Completely. 100%. 100%. There didn't need to be anything. They could have just been an empty cockpit, like it's the future it's it's sci-fi it could just like drive itself it could just know? be any kind of a droid yeah but no it has to be a crazy one <laughs> the goofiest droid yeah who's insane who's no, like a, so who who just wants to go fast <laughs> i just i just i want to go fast fast boy fast boy fast and the furious uh, this is just a fast and furious thing it is. <laughs> that's actually what it is like that's what it is because they're like crashing into the side of it and stuff like uh, I just, the the number of things that were going through my head watching that scene, the number of references going through my head, I didn't even hardly, I couldn't even hardly concentrate on the, what was happening in the scene because I just keep, I just kept having <laughs> these flash bulbs of references. But when I finally... And, oh my gosh, uh, uh, can we just talk about how much better they did this than that one episode of The Mandalorian uh, with, that, with, <laughs> with Bill Burr? Bruh. Put that, put that to shame. There's no comparison. It's so bad compared to this one. I mean, one of the best, I thought one of the best moments was when the warrior finally gets, sees like, oh, we're in trouble. And she finally gets on the train. And she literally just rides her speeder mm -hmm. bike into the train. Yeah, savage. But jumps before <laughs> it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> and then. That's cool. And then the old boy taking down everybody in her path, and then like the Pike's head popping out of the thing, and then she just takes well, that's what it I mean. down, it's like... and her head pops up. So funny, like yeah, such a moment. It's very funny. Such a funny beat. Yeah, very good, very good. Uh, what else is it? Um... Oh yeah, I referenced Lost. I don't really know if that counts. In the train scene. Yeah, because he's like, turn around. 
Like when the Tusker Raider's right at the engine and the engine's like powering up and then like blasts him away. It's oh, kind of the opposite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I did it, It's too. technically the opposite of what happens in that. There's but, like, kind of a moment in Lost where one of the plane engines explodes. And, but it, yeah, it, visually, it did it did trigger a neuron or two when that happened. I mean, I said that the first time I watched it. I don't know if you remember. But like I was like, oh, Lost? <laughs> They're putting Lost in this too? But just the use of that pod racing engine yeah it's dope that and then it finally like that droid pushing it beyond its capabilities and now they're just all gonna die yeah so what does he use to stop the train his gaffy stick stick yeah that stick coming in clutch coming in clutch this entire episode (laughs) and that's not even his stick yet true that's his train that's like his his wiffle bat that's not even a real bat (laughs) yeah um. Honestly, I I uh, I, uh, I have nothing else to say about it. It's per- it's executed per- with precision and perfection, and Steph Green is a hero for True. doing it. True. Um. Okay, so now is when we yeah, get yeah, totally Lawrence of Arabia too, with the guys on the dunes like shooting at and oh, stuff. it's I didn't even think about Lawrence that. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a real long minute. Yeah, but that. Like, high school. That whole thing with, like, the guys on the dunes. I mean, even in episode one of Star Wars, like, the idea of, like, guys on the dunes with, like, these long guns shooting at a train. Or I'm a pretty sure vehicle. George, like, was like, yeah, that was an influence. Oh, oh, yeah. He, sure. he always talked about Lawrence of Arabia. All the time. Literally all the time. No one ever talks about that he's influenced by that. But, like, that, dude. We should watch like, that. I have not seen that in Tatooine probably was only years. a thing because of that movie. Probably. It's been 30 years, probably, since I've seen that movie. I remember episode being one. like, wow. No, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, okay, so they capture all the pikes. They've got them down on their knees. No problem if they wanted to wipe them out. Yeah. Probably should have. Yeah, honestly. No, this is going to bite him. <laughs> they're going to bite, they're, it's going to come back around. Yeah. It's not going to be good. Probably not. Um, but, because those guys suck. They do be bad, though. But. In one of the best monologues. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you call it a monologue. It's a conversation. It feels like a monologue. It's a one-sided conversation. It feels like a monologue because of the, the gravitas with which he delivers his lines. These sands, oh, he's feeling that, dude. These sands are no longer free for you to pass. He's, he's feeling those bars, oh, man. I can't imagine oh, yeah. what he, how happy he must be about this show. Oh, yeah, dude. Show. <laughs> yeah. These people lay ancestral claim to the Dune Sea. I'm cutting a little bit of it out. If you are to pass a toll, if you are to pass, a toll is to be paid to them. Go back to your syndicate and present these terms. Yeah. This... This land is their land. It's not your land. <laughs> the, and land you're of gonna, gold, the land of honey, man. And you're going to pay a toll if you expect That's, to run isn't your... Isn't there literally a scene? To run your drugs. What is the scene? Oh, no. It's just, um... Oh, man. Not scene. <laughs> isn't there, like, a story in the Bible about Jesus literally saying, mm. like, ba- banishing a people because of their abuse of... There's a lot of banishment going on in the Bible. I don't know. No, well, I, I just, I, more and more, like, time and time again with the show so far, I keep thinking about that story about him going into the temple and people are, like, selling animals and stuff, and he, like, wrecks shop, and he, like, mm-hmm. tells everyone to get out. He does wreck shop. But I don't really... But that whole bar scene to me, that's what that was. Oh, that, that could definitely be an allusion to that, for sure. Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, this whole, um, if you're going to drive your train through here, <laughs> you're going to pay the toll to mm-hmm. the people who actually lay claim to this land. And uh, funny to me, never processed the fact that they call it the Dune Sea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, dude. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> you didn't know that? Well, no, I know that it's called oh, okay. the Dune Sea. Okay, I just yeah. never thought of, like, oh, maybe it was a sea before. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, it was, you dumbass. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm fine. And we get to, now we know. I don't have to call them, what was I calling them, sand fruit? I don't remember what I called them. Oh, yeah, water melon. fruit. Water fruit. Black melon. I was calling them water fruit. The black melon. Black melon would be a cool gamer tag. Black Melon would be a cool band name. Black Melon would be. would be a cool gamer tag. That's true, that's true. It'd be a cool at. It'd be a cool anything. True, true. At. Look at you, you're so hip. Okay. Now is when I was like... It's party time. What's I happening? I can't see anything but Moses. Now it's time for the second half From of this now episode. On, <laughs> I cannot see anything else but Moses. I don't know. You probably didn't concentrate a lot on the Old Testament in school. It was probably a lot about New Testament. Bruh. I know about Moses, man. Okay. When he hits the rock mm-hmm. and water comes out of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I checked with some bona fide Jews, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm only 12%, I don't count. <laughs> I checked with some bona fide practicing Jews, and I literally said, Have you seen Book of Boba Fett yet? Uh, she said, Yeah. And I said, <laughs> the hitting the water tank and the water coming out she's like oh yeah moses <laughs> okay i'm not crazy oh yeah i'm not crazy yeah dude 100 percent moses spotted <laughs> yeah like it would have been better if he'd hit it with the staff but that would have been a little on point uh, it would have been a little on the nose i mean yeah true true true, true. uh the tuscan actually hits it but yeah. whatever yeah, that's a good story. Whatever, bro. It's it's Moses in the house. <laughs> Co- Co- the Co- other thing that became very obvious in this episode is the nodding that the Tuscans do to Boba, and the Boba does it back sometimes too. Mm-hmm. But that was all we. That was Boba's move yeah, for two nod. whole movies. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He spoke five lines, but it was all about the nods. Yeah, man. And now he's got the Tuscans nodding at him. I just really liked that parallel. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. I just really liked that parallel. That's that was really cool to yeah. me. It's just like, ooh, I like the synergy. I like it. I mm. like it. Mm. All right. Now we're going back to the tent. <laughs> we're going back to the tent after yes. everything's over and done with. The Tuscans are happy. They, have, they, they, they hit the rock with the water. It comes out. Everything's great. They've given their warning to the Pikes. Mm-hmm. Um, they pull Boba into this tent, and I really liked this direction. Actually, they oh, yeah. show you from the outside. Yeah, this seems wild. There's a there's like an opening into and then the it tent. Closes. Yeah. They close it, and then you're inside. Yeah. The tent all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and you know something's about to go down because oh, it is a closed. It's behind closed tent. <laughs> yeah. It's behind closed fabric. It's behind closed doors that this is happening, and they're all around, and they're they're. Having Do they have their legs crossed? Did you notice? I I mean I assume you can't really see because of the robes, but 
I assume. Um, they start, ha the chief and Boba start having a very important conversation. And the chief says, also signing while speaking, there are many different Tuscan tribes. Mm -hmm. Since the oceans dried. Oh. <laughs> oh. Since the oceans pause. dried. Seriously. <laughs> pause. pause. What did pause. you say? Yeah. We have stayed hidden. Other tribes have survived by killing. Where did they live? I want to know. There's your out. I know, I know. For Shmi being murdered. I want to know where did they live when there was water? This is what I want to know. Well. Very bad. I mean, I you have to assume that this was ancient Tuscan history. Yeah, but I want to know. Where did they, how did they survive when there was water? I want to know. I'm sure they survived very finely when there was water. But, like, was it all water? I don't think it was all water. You don't know that? I don't know that. But, regardless, mm. they, they, where they are right now, the Dune Sea, was literally a sea of water. Mm -hmm. At some point in Tuscan history, I'm sure this history has been handed down. Global warming commentary question mark? Tribe to tribe to tribe to tribe. Global warming question mark? Didn't even think I of that. I don't know. Who knows? Apparently, okay, I was looking through, I was looking into this. There are EU stories about how it used to be a watery planet. And there was some kind of war. And the, the basically, you know how they always say Mand Mandalore was turned to glass? Yeah. From just an onslaught of firepower weapons mm -hmm. and stuff? Mm -hmm. That's basically what happens to Tatooine. This is an EU story. Okay. I don't know if it's a comic or a book. I can't remember. But when I was kind of reading up on this, I'm like, is this the first anybody's talked about this? But it's not. It's actually... I wish it, kind of, I wish it was. Imagine the, the, um, the insanity. I just... I was like, oh, here we go. Well, it's canon now. <laughs> here we go. This was... EU is canon, or not? No. Most, yeah. No. Okay, so that's... I all... mean, they're they're cherry-picking things they want to make bring back in. Oh, but... yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Canon, non-canon. No, I know. They I keep, know, like, yeah. going back on their own word anyway. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just really cool, though, that the chief is telling him this, a man born on a water planet. That this used to be an it's actual gone sea. Now. It's gone now. Yeah, what do you mean? It's I mean, the gone. planet's not gone, but... Tepo what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Topoka. Topoka. Topeka? Topoka. Topoka. Topoka, bro. Topoka City is gone. Topeka? I wonder if he knows that. No. He may not know that. How would he know that? I don't know. He may have gone back and been like, oh, no, it's gone. I don't know. Anyways, um... <laughs> Again, this is great because this is explaining in one little short sentence that this tribe is different from the tribe that raided the Lars homestead and abducted Shmi and basically tortured her to death. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but also it's calling into question Anakin's actions too mm. because it's like, and we don't know either. Maybe the Lars were... You know, just maybe like they were messing with them. Maybe they were messing with them. Maybe the maybe I mean, they're living on their home world, bro. That that's their land. It's it's a, another it's another big commentary on 
you know, the struggles of indigenous peoples. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to speak too much about that because I have no right to, and I don't know, I don't know Native American history. I mean, we literally live in a town called Algonquin. We live in a town called Algonquin. (laughs) Clearly native lands. And we are white, if in case you didn't know. Clearly native lands, so. Yeah. Lamau. Yeah, bad. <laughs> um, but again, I don't want to speak on it. I've se- I've read a couple of of pretty extensive Twitter threads by some indigenous people watching they, the show. How they yeah, watching the show, <gasps> how they feel about it. Ooh. Um. Sort of brought someone on, man. Mostly positive reviews. Hmm. Uh, Have you seen he- negative reviews? I haven't seen a full out negative review hmm. yet. I'm sure they exist. But basically, it's it's the gist is the respectful way they're treating this and Tem Tamara Morrison's own heritage is really nice to see. Yeah. But again, if we if we see them massacred, <laughs> no, yeah, <It's> just no, <laughs> yeah. And I'm I and a lot of people are hoping that they actually consulted someone in the indigenous community besides Tem, like, to get... Wishing there was an indigenous person on the writing staff is is a lot of what I'm seeing, too. I wonder if that person wanted to go unnamed. Yeah. Do you think that person wanted to go unnamed? No, why would they? If you're writing for a show... I I mean, I don't even think it's legal for them to. They have to give them credit if they're writing. Oh. Uh, Full agreement. They really should. I mean, as long as it's should. respectful, I'm down, bro. I'm down. It looks great, so. <laughs> as long as it's respectful, I think a lot of people will be down, but again, they could do better. They could yeah. have someone on the writing staff. Yes. At least as a consultant, if not a writer. Like from, like, the Americas? Just, beside, like, not to say... Tem doesn't have a say. I'm sure he did have a lot of say. Yeah. But get a couple. But more you mean people. someone who has heritage into like the indigenous American? Just who, wherever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The indigenous experience, like they need, they need that. Mm-hmm. Because again, if is it, it isn't, um, if it ends badly. Is Taika indigenous? He is. He is. Yeah. If it ends badly, I don't think people are going to forgive him at all, Oof. ever. Like, yeah, <laughs> because he could have done, it could have been done better. Yeah. You know, anyway, but we don't know yet. We'll see. Um, okay. <laughs> he's got, he's got a lot of pressure now <laughs> by choosing to do that. There's responsibility. There right? is, there is a huge responsibility. That's, yeah. that's their point. A, a lot of the stuff that I've read, like, you, yeah. you don't take this on, make us think you're being so respectful and then pull that away. Like, that's the worst thing you could possibly do. Yeah, it would be That's bad. worse than even do not doing it, period. Yeah, yeah. That's so, worse. That's like pandering. Big time. Um, okay, so my one of my favorite things that he does in this entire episode is when he's like, you shouldn't have to hide. You are... And he does that arm cross thing. Warriors. Like, the, his physicality as well mm. in these episodes... Yeah, his body language is very good. His body language and the way he carries himself... Which is a lot to do with his heritage, I'm, I'm guessing. His mannerisms and whatnot. I mean, yeah, it's very, like, it's very stylized. Like, the way he moves is not... Like, he, like, does, like, fast and then slow. Yeah. You know what I mean? His physicality's great. It's Like, great. every movement he makes, it's like a relief of stress of his own. You know what I mean? 
It's dance-like. It is very very dance-like. Yeah, it is. Cool as hell. Yeah. Strong but elegant. Strong but elegant. That basically describes him. (laughs) Yeah, And and freaking sweet. He's so... Like, whenever the little bit of Tamora Morrison's cuteness comes out, I'm just like... (laughs) 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 I love so much. Yeah. Okay. uh, Because that comes out when he receives his gift. Yeah, man. He's like, oh. (laughs) Chief is like, we have a gift for you. Yeah. And he's like, uh, why? <laughs> why would you, what for? Um, <laughs> that moment. So, Caitlin, who's on Sky Talk, one of the hosts of Sky Talkers, who I'm pretty friendly with, because she's ARMY too, mm-hmm. and we talk BTS all that. Mm-hmm. She tweeted out, and this is so what crossed my mind. For a minute there, I thought that Boba Fett was going to get a little animal sidekick like a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody else tweeted, I think Boba Fett thought that too. <laughs> Which it could not be more true. Like, yeah. you could see it on his face like, oh, I have a new little friend, great. <laughs> I don't really understand, but okay. Yeah. Um, and then another... Like, yo, let me in there. <laughs> and then another moment of, what? He's like, yo, let me, let me just let me just pull a Wrath of Khan on you really quick. Let me just get up in your business. I was waiting for you to watch that part because I knew you hadn't been spoiled on it yet. Just to, because you just, you just, if there was a list of 10 things you thought were going to happen next, yeah, nah. would, would, would the <laughs> lizard flying up his nose be on that list at all? No, I thought maybe though, I thought maybe they were going to have him eat it and it was going to be like gross and funny. Uh-huh. But no, I was close. I was kind of close to be real with you, but no, definitely didn't think of that. Even better. Yeah, oh, so much better. So much better. (laughs) So much better, dude. Um, The phrase Tuscan nose lizard is now forever. It's a drug now. It's it's peyote. It's forever in the... Dad said... What did Dad say that was funny? The iconic phrases of Star Wars. Dad said something that was so funny, though. I don't know. He said something like, both us doing peyote, or something like that. Well, I mean, that's what this is. It's a... parallel to the vision quest that many 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 indigenous peoples do this to have a spiritual experience it's dope dude um usually it's like a mushroom or they smoke something or some sort of natural substance but no this is star wars so we gotta have a (laughs) full-on lizard go up your nose (laughs) yeah yeah um and 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 i tweeted out to being a bio nerd I needed to understand the mechanism of this drug-induced vision, so I have decided. Just lick his brain or something. Well, I've decided that this particular lizard has um, a chemical on its skin that is a hallucinogen because some. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Reptiles and things like that. No, people lick frogs and stuff. Um, Which is so odd. How did someone figure that out? That's what I want to know. How did someone figure out? Who thought of any of this? To lick this? frogs, man. Oh, it's li- I thought you meant it in Star Wars. Like, who thought of no, dude, having I a hallucinogenic just need to know. lizard? I need to know how someone figured that out. It's so but weird. if you want to look, and I have, into why why a lizard, why, who would think of this? Um, of course a lizard. Of course a lizard. Lizards shed their skin lizards regenerate parts sometimes if you cut off a lizard some lizard species tail they grow it right back Mm -hmm. they survive in harsh conditions a lot of times they are desert creatures Mm -hmm. and they basically have armor Mm -hmm. that they can get rid of Mm -hmm. yes 
of course a lizard. It's it's all Boba Fett. Like it's it's all you know what? I'm good I'm I lost my armor. But you but that's okay because I'm going to um transform and you know, be be regenerated as now a part of this tribe. Well, if it was a butterfly, would you have freaked out? Uh, yes. Butterfly? I would have lost it. I would have lost it, but the lizard's so much better for him. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Because lizards have the, strength. And because like, of the shedding. The resilience and the, and the shedding. And, not to mention, um, is a symbol of dreams in some Native American cultures. Oh, that's cool. And also, not to mention, in the Bible, lizards are bad. Yes, yes. Lizards are I mean, that's what I thought. I thought immediately, okay, what bad. are lizards? Yeah. But in other cultures, they're worshipped as gods. Mm. Like, there are lizard gods. Mm-hmm. Egyptian and... Not Egyptian, it was more like South America, Mesoamerica kind of cultures, but... Oh. Um, of course a lizard. Duh. If if you know if you're into writing with a symbolic lens That's there's nothing one. else it could be but a lizard. True. Honestly. Uh so yeah, in that from that reference it makes perfect sense. <laughs> that perfect weird, sense. Weird reference. Weird that reference. this lizard is going to give him this vision which again I could do an entire episode <laughs> okay. on this vision. We need to keep it but succinct, please. What, what <laughs> we have here is a... It's it's the climax of the episode, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Because it's the coming together of... Kind of like a, It's kind of like one of those of falling climaxes. Fall, falling, falling action, I believe is what you call it. I mean, I don't call it that. I call it the climax. Hmm. Thematically. At least. Oh, yeah, it's sure. It's the climax. Yeah. Because you have, I mean, let's just be real, a force vision by a non-force user. Sure. So, who's to say that it's not, the force is not at play here? I'm not going to say that. In fact, I'm going to say that it is. Because... Yeah, okay. Because even though, it, yeah, he, he doesn't use the force, um... It's still a vision. It's still a very weird experience. And okay, fine. The lizard is guiding him, but as we all know in Star Wars, animals are very forcey. A lot of them. So maybe it's a force lizard. Who's to say? Not me. <laughs> oh, do you think you think he's gonna get a medical orange from that lizard? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but um, let's just go through the vision. Let's just go through it. All right. He's walking through the desert in his jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, like you said, he starts having like visual impairment. <laughs> Things get real weird, look very strange, and all of a sudden he's out in the desert walking around in his jumpsuit. Also, can I just say, before we get into this, yes. the amount of... Okay, two things. You're not going to like this. Actually, you might like this. Actually, three things. Okay, so number one... <laughs> Don't forget the things. You always forget the things. These are fast. Uh, two of them are very related. Number one, devs. Devs has so much opacity true uh and layering like of of images of yes. yeah legion even more opacity <laughs> the amount of transitions that were the opaque transitions in that show in the third season ridiculous ridiculous i don't think there was a single hard transition in that show 
from scene to scene. Maybe not. Uh, anyway, but it, but that just reinforces like the the hallucinogenic kind of, of like everything phases with each well, other yeah. and stuff. So like we're super well. It's a, it's the number three. It's a which, visual encyclopedia. It's like a, a way to portray that, so you know what's going on. Number three. Without words. Yeah. Number three. That's true. There are no words. Which. Yes. Uh, number three. Is that. Oh, uh, yes. Number three is that I have a very personal connection because, like, that piece that I wrote. Which one? The one you always the, say that, like, as if you've sorry. only written one piece. There's, like, there's only one piece I've used. There's only one piece I've written with faces and, opa- or, and opacity, dude. Okay. Um, True. Which, yeah. So, it's, it was cool to see that because I was like, whoa. Like, I, like, it, like, it, like, when he was in the tree and, like, he was laying on top of yeah. himself a little bit. Like, that was. That was cool. I did that. I did that. See, that's the wave. That is the cool stuff. <laughs> Blade Runner, that is cool. I, I mean, love that kind of visual, dude. It's one of my favorites. It gets used a lot, but it's very effective when it's used. Yeah, it's literally the best thing. Because, like, you, so many things get brought to mind, like how weird it looks, but how familiar it looks. And, like, it's it's just, like, such a wild um, experience to look at that. Especially when it's different people. But when it's the same person, that's, like, even weirder. Which I did do that too, like the version of the girl yelling and the version of the yeah, girl talking. True. And, yeah. Duality, bro. Duality. Du- it's one of the best ways to visually represent, like, the singularity in the duality. Or the, the, yeah, the singularity in the duality. Yeah. So. One thing being two things at the same time. Yep. Uh, yeah, they use it. Or use many it, things. They use it to great effect in this. Hey, when his face appears vision. in Django's helmet. Okay. Money. Okay, can, can I? Can you just hurry up, though? Just okay. talk about the visuals. It's all just visuals. No. Go. He's walking through the desert in a jumpsuit. Yeah. Finds a tree. Walking transitions to him walking in the desert in his armor. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, 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 I do remember Then that, back yeah. to the jumpsuit, and he collapses in the sand. Mm-hmm. He looks up, and he sees a roiling, tumultuous sea. And in the middle of that... A big tree. Yeah. And there is a smaller tree next to the big tree. Yeah, I know. I didn't notice that. Uh, (laughs) Okay. And I swear to God, I thought... That thing was going to catch on fire? If those trees burst into flame... (laughs) Dude, that would have been so stupid. (laughs) Stupid, bro. I'm going to call Marie Claire Gould. I don't care if it's the middle of the night. I'm calling her. Like, I, I, I would have died. But that did not happen. They're not, they're, they're not trying to be that on the nose. I mean, they're being pretty on the nose, but not that on the nose. Um, but there are, like, rolling clouds and thunder and lightning happening in the sky. He reaches, he gets to the tree, the big tree, and all of a sudden there are red eyes yeah. surrounding him. And you were like, oh my god, that's just like Yoda's force vision. In, I don't know if it's the exactly clunk. the same. I, I haven't seen it's the It's very visuals, similar. But it is the tree thing, and it's like a dark tree. Yeah. And oh, like, it's very similar. Yeah. And don't Eyes tell me around. that wasn't purposeful. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Uh, like, Probably. A, they wanted to draw that parallel to a powerful force user. Yeah. Having a very similar experience. Well, this is them wanting to be... This is them being like, okay, how are we going to have a character who is not force-sensitive experience force? Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, totally. Which is so creative, It's dude. so creative. And the fact that it's drugs, whoever this per who is this? <laughs> who is this? Steph what? Well, she didn't write Director? it. She directed it. Writer? Um, John Favreau 
is credited as the only writer. Clearly, they're a fan of drugs. Clearly confirmed. I mean, I don't think so. (laughs) What are you going to do? Like, if you're sitting there and you're like, how am I going to give this person who is clearly, um, this is an indigenous people's story. I mean, it just, it just I mean, it works really well. It works really well. But it's interesting, man. It just, it felt so surreal to watch. I'm like, is this, like, what is happening? (laughs) Well, you know how insane I get when anybody has a force vision. I just am like, oh my God, we got to go frame by frame. You know what I was thinking after this though? I was thinking about like, okay, so once he comes out of that trip, he's just going to be a Beatles member now. (laughs) He's going to be running a day in the life and like Sergeant Um, Pepper. Somebody (laughs) said, uh, it might have been Jason Gibner who said, why didn't they just play Riders on the Storm in the background? Facts. So funny. Oh, dude, there's going to be, P- oh, there's going to be so many funny edits of like, p- like Pink Floyd music playing in the back. But listen, but listen though. That's so funny. Dude. I made it, I brought this up online. There is a BTS song called C, literally S-E-A. C. Oh yeah, I saw this Facebook post. You never told me about this. I will so let why you, do you. I will let you listen to the song and then read the You lyrics. made it seem in your Facebook post that I was annoyed by you saying it. Well, you because never you said get it. annoyed when I bring up BTS. But okay, during a video. Star Wars podcast. But <laughs> I'm just saying. Dude. That is Boba Fett's theme song now. It is. It's like it's about him. It's really crazy in this specifically in this episode. But let's continue. Um, many pairs of red eyes all around. What does that signify? Mm. I mean, they're Jawas. In the concept art, anyway. They're Jawas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. In in Yoda's experience, it was definitely uh, the dark side coming, coming for him. Or, you know, making him acknowledge his dark side. Well, I was thinking also so, about, like, how you hear... When you hear about people taking, like, actual hallucinogenics and seeing, like blue eyes everything's look staring at me like making you paranoid that but but there is literal people who say like they recount seeing like a figure with a third eye and the eyes always blue and it's interesting it's red but like still like that idea of like it's like a mind opening thing but it's also paranoia so you're like reflecting on yourself very intensely in that moment which is what happens in that he literally like gets himself trapped in a tree of his own conscience basically i mean i guess like you're saying it could be very indicative of that but also if you're looking at it like um if you're comparing it to yoda's experience yeah yeah yeah, that was him trying to address his dark side shadow side baggage basically yeah which would make obvious sense for him too because the fact that it's a tree though like family it's like eating him alive i okay just let me let me (laughs) let me get through explaining i like that one oh yeah sorry after the red eyes, the tree branches start to envelop him. The Harry Potter tree. It's like, come here. <laughs> what are those trees again, called in Harry Potter? I don't remember. Okay. Um, it again fades into Boba with armor on inside the Sarlacc. Oh, yeah, dude, this part. So he's, this part's dope. He's grasping at the innards of the Sarlacc to get free, struggling. But it's like going back and forth between the tree. and like... Then his helmet fades into Django's helmet. And... Which is being held by Little Boba. Mm. Um, and it seems to be the scene right after he has been killed in front of him. Yeah. As he's holding his helmet. Then the image of the older Boba is imp- superimposed on Django's helmet as younger Boba is looking at it. Yeah. 
then it jumps to the scene of young Boba watching Django in the Slave One fly away from Kamino, and he's running alongside, probably in his apartment, running alongside the window, watching his father fly away. Um, and then you see that face, his face through the glass. Mm-hmm. Which, windows, window mirror reflections. Windows. This is what it's all about. It's what it's all about, dude. There's a barrier. There's yeah. a barrier there. Yeah, but it's a reflection. But and it's still water. It's obviously raining. It's watery. Um, also, you know, you know, what glass is made of. Yes, sand. <laughs> it's all about the sand and the water, people. It literally is. Um, he puts his hand on the window, which is sad, because he's like wanting to be with his dad, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, that hand turns into adult Boba's hands, fist pumping up punching up through the sand to get away from the Sarlacc. That's dope. Um, then it's back down to Boba struggling as the branches are closing tighter and tighter around him, and he yells out like a primal scream, mm-hmm. grabs a large branch, and for a second we see, see him with his helmet on, just for a second, mm-hmm. right before he breaks this large branch to seemingly get free. And then, we don't see him get free, we just see a huge wave. Mm, that's what I'm talking about, like the abstract Crashing stuff. as the noise of the branch is broken. Mm. Mm. <laughs> nice job, Mom. Good recount. You did well. I... You also clipped don't know where to start. I'm sorry, I don't know where to start. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Yes, the tree is representative of his family tree, which is comprised... Of Django Fett, obviously. <laughs> yes. How many millions of clones? Yeah. And Omega. Yes. This is his family tree. Yes. And it is crushing him. Yes. <laughs> Are you okay? I gotta turn the picture. Are you okay? <laughs> I don't want to, like, mess this up. Okay. Oh my gosh, he wrote like an essay here. Well, that's all. That's, <laughs> These that's are paragraphs, the rest. That's people. the rest of the episode. But let's just concentrate on the vision of the tree right now. Okay, it's okay. Like the most important part of this entire episode, I guess. Oh, facts. I think. Yeah. It is the culmination of the um, theme of this episode and probably the entire show, which is family slash tribe. Yeah. His new tribe, the Tuscans have given him this vision as they call it a gift Mm -hmm. and what does he see he sees a tree yes and again trees are very symbolic every tree of life yeah family tree Mm -hmm. all of this is probably what they were thinking also adam and eve adam and eve garden of eden like you name it you name it burning bush obviously again it didn't. It didn't burn, but yeah. <laughs> it might as well have. Yeah. <laughs> it literally might as well have, because again, running a family is more complicated than being a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, the the guy was born on a water planet. He loses his only family, so he thinks he loses his father, who mm-hmm. is the only family he ever really cared about. I'm guessing he couldn't give a crap about the clones 
because well, I mean, he, he probably sees that. Yeah, he sees the them as lesser. We're not related. Like, please, we're mm. not related. Mm. I'm better than you. But he is though. But he is though. That's the thing, dude. And he doesn't care about those connections. So those connections are trying to crush him and say, you idiot. <laughs> you are dumb. You have been basically traumatized your entire life because you watched your father die right in front of you. Not even your father, but your your exact self. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yourself. That's the thing, dude. That's the thing. Your older self yeah. killed in front yeah. of you. Yeah. And we're getting this trans this transposition of images of young Boba and older Boba in this, his helmet, his father's helmet. Like, it's it's so friggin' good. It makes me want to cry. Yeah. How good this is. Um, So, yeah. he's he, he comes from a tribe of water. He's now with a tribe of sand people, quote-unquote. Which now, by the way, sounds like a racial slur to me. I don't even want to use that term anymore. <laughs> I seriously don't. I feel like it's a racial slur. Probably, I don't... Yeah, I, mean... I, don't I, I think it is. I don't want to use it anymore. <laughs> um, but that... His water tribe has... He's left behind because he feels there isn't one. And now he has a sand tribe. But they come from water too, bro. <laughs> yeah. They bro. just done told you. That's true. You can't escape. They can't, You can't. You can't escape this water. This is your family. <laughs> this is who you've been searching for. You don't... Again, you saw your father killed in front of you, who is actually your own self as an adult. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to mess a person up. <laughs> yeah. It's going to give you a lot of baggage. It's going to give you a lot of trauma to heal from. Yeah, dude. But the point is, he's just like Omega. He's searching for his people. He's searching for a family and a tribe to belong. Where he, just like Ray, like you said, the slave one flying away mirrors Ray watching her mm. parents fly away. Mm. Like, this mm -hmm. is all, it's all... <laughs> it's all Star Wars imagery repeated. You know, that's a thing. Oh, obviously, yeah. oh, we know. Yeah. This is a Star Wars thing. Yeah. But <laughs> yes. But, but 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 just I don't even I don't even know how to articulate almost how artistic this is. It is This did this person go to art school? I don't know. Like the director? See. Yeah. I no I'm sure she, I mean, yeah, I'm sure she went to film school. Where did John Favreau go? Don't know. I'm gonna look it up. But it, oh, another thing Marie Claire brought to my attention: um, John Favreau was raised Jewish. Mm. So he is very well versed. All right. In the in, in, <laughs> in the Old Testament, <laughs> Moses -y, like Moses is their guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be. It's definitely happening. Um. But again, like you look at, <clears throat> excuse me, you look at a binary, you think it's a binary, water, water, planet, sand planet. Oh, dude. But they've been telling us this whole time, there's water under there. You just have to dig for it. There's something under this armor. You just have to dig for it. Uh -huh. It's there. Oh, by the way, here's the, your family tree <laughs> that you think is crushing you. But in reality, it's giving you the one thing that is going to well, why make does he you break feel. It, well, you got he had to break it off of the tree. That's his branch. That's his branch of the family tree. There it is. Here, like literally a physical branch. Very Here's aggressive, though. Here's your 
branch. Mm. Take it back and become and and get the get become part of this tribe that I is mean, important to you. In a weird way. But don't forget that that branch came from your family tree and you can't just say I'm not dealing with that anymore. I don't want to be a part of that anymore because clearly that armor is still important to him because he sought it out and got it back. That's true. Well, he says he, it's his father's armor. when he, That's why he's looking for it. Or it's, um... Oh, what is he talking about? He, t- he brings up Django Fett and Mandalorian a few times. He does. Well, it, the armor's encoded with his name right. and his father's name. Yeah. So it's obviously very important to him still. But this whole walking between both worlds, like this whole binariness of him trying to have his Mandalorian roots, no pun intended, and now yeah. <laughs> having this actual physical branch from that tree become what makes him a part of this new tribe, this new family as well. I just I mean I think it's, it's pretty it's pretty wild though done. because it's also like like, I think if you're someone who is adopted, you know, mm. like, you'll understand that. Yeah. From a fundamental for sure. level. Because, like, you don't know. Like, that's what people struggle with, right? Like, you don't know. I, I'm I've sure, talked to some people. I'm sure some people really struggle with that. Well, yeah, because it's like, especially if, I mean, especially if, like, your your biological family is, like, not alive. You know what I mean? Like, like mm. it's, just, it's just, like, you have to, you have to cope like, you're forced to cope with this other family who's, like, you know, if you're adopted by a family, it's most likely because they want you in their family and they want you in their life, right? So, like, they love you, obviously, for that reason, but I'm sure there are examples of that not being the case. But anyway, I'm sure that, like, it has to be a lot to go through because because you have... You, you, you know I, there's a story there. There's a story there's there, a story but there's there. also, like, there's an urge what to happened? deny what you have to go back to what you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, you have to cope with the fact that you are not... That. Can't go back. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're you can't go that. back. That's not who raised so, you. That's not who you are. Yeah, so... I, I don't know, really. But honestly, like, that's kind of... The, I'm thinking of that now, and I'm thinking about... Because literally, he was adopted... By this tribe. Mm-hmm. And... Definitely. The fact that, like... It's just so weird because of the fact that Django is him. Yeah. Because, be, like, literally yeah. he is literally his biological... Like, he is his own biological family As member. are every single clone that he has. Yeah. As, oh, you, yeah. as you've said. No, but, no, but I'm saying... thoughtlessly. But I'm saying every clone is also him. Like, actually, fundamentally, genetically him. Yeah. So and he's been killing them without remorse for decades. It's just weird. Doesn't care to think. It's it's very confusing to like think about because it's so easy to think of three parties, right? There's the biological family, there's the person in the middle, and then there's the adopting family. But in this case, it's like the person in the middle and the biological family are one thing, and then the adopting family are the other. So like, he just needs to realize that he's got it. He's chill. He's got both. It's literally fine. He's you know, got the potential. <laughs> not there yet. Okay. To be a balanced. Oh. Go moving between these two. What you think of as opposites, 
and a binary water sand yeah yeah but again it's a lie because the sand used to be covered yeah. in water there is still water there there is a tree in the middle of the desert mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there can't be a tree unless there's water somewhere mm. feeding that tree mm. so again like that whole that whole thing of he comes from the water yeah <laughs> place that like it looks different but it's not it's you know not I mean? like yeah. he thinks it's it's different but it's not there's a tree in the desert mm -hmm. there's only one way that can be mm -hmm. is if there's water there well yeah so it's the principle of like you can't out of sight out of mind it. kind of thing out of you sight, can't out of live mind. without it like it's it is the one biological necessity you have to have water no i'm saying though you see tatooine as a desert planet so do all of us like we see we we think when we hear tatooine we think desert planet yes. we're never not going to think desert planet but here's the thing and i'm aware that they're trying to do a that they're trying to give tatooine a facelift all right just hold on um but like it's 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 paralleling it what i just said because it's it's like you're he's seeing it right in front of him everywhere but because it's not familiar and because it's not like it's not water you know what i mean it's just not water it's sand but it is it it, it is the same thing at a certain you know on a certain level go back far enough in your history and you will find the water. yeah exactly so like yeah. it's like super it's it, he's being a little stupid <laughs> to be honest i'm being like bro come on just just like accept well, the truth. he is being a little stupid because But of course he is, because he's traumatized. Because he's traumatized by I understand it. that. Um, I'm, I'm saying that from, like, a, like, like he like he knows what he has to do, but he's not doing it, and that's silly. He doesn't know if he has the strength to do it. I mean, but uh, uh, what I was also going to say is that um, this is, like, a very interesting, uh, like, like, this scene to me is, is thematically synonymous with the scene in Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. And, but the difference being the scene in, oh, did you share something? No. Oh, I think my voice just echoed really weirdly. Um, the scene in The Last Jedi is, like, very, like, intimate, and it's very, it's not very, like, violent, or it's not, like, really, like, crazy, it's just, like, she walks up to a wall, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's not much else. But I think this one's really cool because it's, like, very violent and aggressive and, like, uncomfortable you know what i mean mm -hmm. and you know me you know how much i like discomfort in my art i think that's cool um but like perfectly is both like this is the vision he would have it is you know? it is <laughs> like absolutely perfect. the vision he you know? would have yeah and i also think it, from not even talking about boba fett but talking about like the monomyth in general okay is like like the principle here to me it's, it's almost like the story itself is saying like you don't need to be a monomyth like you're actually not like, that's the, the funny thing. You're not. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you're not. Yeah. You literally can't be alone. Like, you, you're literally the thing that you think you you're not. You are not what all your fans think you are. Mm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it's a comment. It's so meta, dude. It's so meta, dude. That's and why again, I like it. That the, but the one, the one part that I just could not stop thinking about was, like really was the tree crushing him yet giving him that branch it's like here's your lifeline here it is we're not going anywhere in fact your lifeline is part of your family your original tree the clones Django, yeah. omega that you may or may not <laughs> you literally know can't about. leave 
you're never going to get away from it no matter what you do you think you are assimilating into this other culture and tribe and yeah you are they're accepting you and that's awesome but what are you holding in your hand you're holding that branch in your hand like it is some sort of religious relic that is so meaningful to the people that you're assimilating to but it's made of your self like it's it's your true self well, i think i think the tree like if you, if you talk about the tree as like a character you know for a moment i think the tree what the tree wanted was for him to not fight back though I don't think so. I think it actually wanted him to fight. I wanted, it wanted him to remind, it wanted to remind him that, um, and again, it kept flashing between, it kept like fading into the Sarlacc pit, which was his rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also a very unpleasant experience. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like an uncomfortable experience. You have to go through this trial and there's these stations of the cross, if you will. Mm. to reach your ultimate self, which is this, the balanced version that accepts the old heritage I mean, with the you, new, and it's all dude, in concert. Dude, if you think about it, if you think about it, you ready for this? <laughs> yes. If you think about it, dude, imagine you're Jesus. Okay. And you are made in the image of the most perfect being in the universe. Yes. But you are also made in the image of the most flawed being in the universe. Yes. And you are on Earth. You're on Earth. You're not going up to heaven. You know what I mean? You're on Earth. Mm -hmm. You're trapped there, basically. And you know that you are the Son of God. Made in His image. Mm -hmm. So you carry that. He carried that. You know what I mean? He, know, he knew. He knew that. Yeah. You know, he's not acting like he's not. So he knew that doing miracles and stuff. Water to wine. You know what I'm saying? Like, doing the thing. But also having to, like... Like, I would feel like, I would feel like it would be hard to, like, be a man. Yeah. Right? And he even falls for, like, the temptations. Like, the desert. Of course. And the store. And, like, I guess those are the two big ones, probably. But there, I'm sure there's a bunch more. But, like, it's just so weird to think. Like, it's literally the same story. It's literally the same thing. Like, he is here. He's also here. You know what I mean? He's, like, he's both. But then he's having to deal with and there's millions, the outside world. And there's millions of clones that he Exactly, yeah. Has But there's one like stain for. There's one figure, but then like he is the same as everyone else yeah. at the same time. And but it's that cognitive dissonance thing. Yeah. That is like ooh, It's so good. That's some psychology, bro. It's so good. Mm. And the and the one thing that Sorry, I, I hope it wasn't was that a weird analogy? No, I, I just feel like no, I just feel like if you were analogy. to write a book if you were to Find Jesus and write an autobiography on him, or a autobiography, right? Yeah. Yeah. You write an autobiography on him, he would probably be like, he's struggling. You know what I mean? He struggled. He had to have struggled. Of course he struggled. struggled. Mentally. Of course he struggled. With having to work both sides, you know? Of course he struggled. How could you not? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Because, like you're saying, you, he's got a human brain that's going to have not be able to, how is this happening to me? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. Just, like, not being able to fathom being both, you know what I mean? Because that's hard to fathom. It's very hard. <laughs> no one's going to be able to fathom that, but imagine being the person who is, you know what I mean? Like, the identity crisis, the identity crisis. That's what this is about. But again, like, we were talking in an earlier episode, the fact that they called this show The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, dude, it's like, bruh. 
please. Please. <laughs> please. Um, and it could be, of course, we're we're relating it to. I mean, yeah, it doesn't Judaism I'm and Christianity sure... a lot, but there are many book holy books. It doesn't yeah, have man. to be, and I'm sure there are allusions to be made mm-hmm. to other other things. Like again, like we've got a binary, we've got a yin yang situation with the water and the sand i mean regardless on. though regardless and when they're dancing at the end yeah and they're circling the fire he and the warrior are dancing together and they're circling to fire the very first thing i thought of was that is a yin yang oh yeah yeah uh thing going on right now it looks they're the way they're no but even around. even outside I, I i know we're talking about religion a whole lot right now but even like regardless of religion just looking at like a family you know what i mean there's like a real family you know because you're made like i'm made in the image of you and dad you know, and everyone before you, obviously, but I am also expected to become a different thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's really easy to just think, oh, okay, I should just become like my mom and dad then. You know what I mean? Like, it's so yeah. easy to do that, but that doesn't happen no. for a reason. Right. Because of like outside things that you interact well, plus with. Plus you're a unique person. You're not our exact DNA. As well, yeah. Okay. So it's a little different than both. So it's a little... But, but it puts it into context, you know what I mean? It doesn't need to be religion. It, it's literally the, the but condition it is. of... But it is, because you don't... Mm. Because, like you're saying, he is made in the image of... Exact image of his father, but yet he's a separate entity. And that is very hard to wrap your brain around when you're him and you lose that image at a young age. Not only do you lose it, you see it killed. Yeah, and you're like, am I like, him? <laughs> like, you look at him and you know what you're going to look like when you grow up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know what you're going to be like because you were literally the exact same person. hmm And he grew up to be, like, a bounty hunter and stuff. But also... That's cool. Is that the case? Because time and time again, even clones, as we see with the clones, they have different personalities. They do. They, yeah. they sought, well, exactly. That's the thing. They because sought they know, to individualize bro. themselves. Yeah, because they knew that, like, they don't want to be the same. But Boba Fett yeah. strived to be the same. Mm. It was his goal. He idolized his father. Yeah. He deified him, practically, after yeah. he was killed. He made his whole life about being his father. Yeah, yeah. Wearing the armor. Mm-hmm. Looking exactly the same, flying in the exact same ship, doing yeah. the exact same job. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of cool now to think the fact that he is a bounty hunter now. He's literally a bounty hunter because his dad was a bounty hunter, and he like wants to be like him. You know what I mean? It's, it's creepy. The <laughs> coolest. It's creepy. <laughs> friggin' character. Yeah, I mean, he was cool before he was a clone, but now that you know that he's a clone, it's like he was cool. Mm. I've had this discussion. I've had this discussion a few times. What was the draw? Yeah. Literally, the costume. Mm. And the fact that he was cool, and the fact that he didn't say much. Like, that's what made him cool. Obviously, I'm not I'm not reinventing the wheel. Everyone, that's, that's all you can say about him. He did not have a character. No. Other than that. And he was a bad guy. And he, but he looked amazing. But, like, that's how he wanted to look. But then... That's how he wanted but, to but, look, but you know what I'm saying? But then, the prequels, we find out, oh, he's baby. <laughs> that poor kid. Like, you feel bad for him. Even though he's obviously a brat. Like, obviously naughty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but he's only naughty because his dad is naughty. Like, he's only trying to please his father, obviously. Yeah. So, 
but still you feel genuinely bad for him when he's holding that helmet like sad mm-hmm. moment obviously yes. and that's he keeps thinking about it they keep showing it to us over and over like that's what that's what all of this is about he can't he can't go back he can't accept his family tree he wants it bad though he mm-hmm. wants it really badly so god this this is what i'm saying there's a swear i don't foresee this show elevating to this level again like this is some of the most perfect storytelling anybody has ever done i don't think it's gonna be another one that i don't think there's gonna be another episode like this episode but i think every episode is going to be on the coattails of this episode that's what i hope well i think we're i think you're right i think we're gonna be going back to this episode every week saying Remember this little thing that happened? Yeah, it's playing out now. Dude, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a scene. I don't know what it's going to be, but there's going to be a scene that looks in a shot exactly like the scene of him running across the window when he's watching this ship. Mm, I could see that happening easily. Like, because his window and his, like. Bro, I just had a great idea. <laughs> You're clipping probably. Sh- oh, I just did. I'm sorry. <laughs> How did I clip though? I'm like looking up. I don't know, because you're loud. Dude. What? Hire me, Lucasfilm. <laughs> Please. I would be so good okay, at that say job. It. Okay, so literally just thinking about what I just said, right? Keeping uh-huh. that in mind. Imagine, follow me here. He gets his ship. Yes. Okay. And then he is the one in the ship flying away. Yeah. And the Tuscan Raider boy is the one running after like that. That would be great. Dude. Because he's alive. Let's well, have him be alive. That would be great because anyway, but it's it great. great. It is. That great. would be so perfect for that show. It would be good. It would be good. Yes. Why are you saying this? I'm not. I'm saying it'd be good. It would be amazing. It would I, I'm, be the trying coolest think, I'm trying ever. to think of what the context would be. He, he he leaving. He would be leaving. That's that's the context. I guess. Hello, are you there? Like no, I you don't I, understand me. No, I understand. I like it. Okay. And it probably will happen. I bet it would be so easy. It would be so easy. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it, please. It'd uh, be so cool. All right, moving on. Okay, uh, the moving on a little bit. But yes, he's got his branch. It's both crushing him and leading him to his true self at the same time. His armor is both protector and represents his trauma. Yes. He has to go, he's going, he has to find his Mandalorian family. He has to. Yes. He has to. That's where this has to go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you think it's oh, lame think it's going there? that Omega shows up in this. But I don't see how she does it at this point. Oh, dude. After this vision. I mean, yeah, not this season, I don't think. Nope, I think it's happening. This season? I think it's happening. Whoa. All right. Because. Fair. Fair. If, if we are buying into the fact that family slash tribe is the main theme of this show, and I think it is. Dude, what if the Bad Batch and Boba Fett become, like, friends? I mean, I would. <laughs> I would almost probably faint if I saw a live-action crusher, or what, Wrecker? 
Crusher. Dude, Record. how weird would that? Oh, well, okay, I guess. I but, but I'm thinking like animated wise, like, <laughs> like, wouldn't it be so weird to hear D. Bradley Baker speaking as the characters of the Bad Batch, but then having Timor, <laughs> Timor Morrison speaking as Boba Fett really in the same weird. animated show? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know if they could actually do that. That would, that would not work. Very oh my well. gosh, that'd be so weird. But I just, I don't see. Do you how... think Django is showing up? Huh? Like as a vision? Do you think Django Fett is going to show up? Uh, I don't know. I think I think at this point, the way he's thinking about his father as this ideal form that he wanted to transform into, but actually ended up not the opposite, kind of the opposite. Uh, I don't know that we need. I don't know that we need actual Django, mm. but we do need Omega. We okay. Need it. Okay. He needs it. Like there's no there's no getting around it. Fennec knows she exists. That is true. That is true. She knows all about her. That is true. For all we know, he knows about her. Hmm. But he's just he could just be like <laughs> Yeah. Nah. It's just another clone that I don't want yeah. anything to do with. Yeah. But like the twins? Uh <laughs> foreshadowing, perhaps? Foreshadowing. I mean, yeah. Probably, probably is. I mean, everything is in my, the way I'm looking at it, everything is pointing that direction. Everything. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> I could be utterly and completely wrong. But I don't see how you have that vision with a family tree with one branch left that you, that is actually precious to you. And not have Omega pop up. Like, she's that branch. Like, they're, sh that's her, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. John Favreau, you better not Oof. ignore that. He's going to mess it up. He's got too much riding on him now, dude. Um, He's got too much. All right, do we have anything else to say about the vision? I think we've said it all. It's, yeah. It's incredibly amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so his vision is done. He's stumbling back to camp. <laughs> Who's the first to see him? The youngling. The wee lad. And his dog. Um, and he gets all excited, and he calls the others, and the chief and the warrior come out to meet him, and they look at the branch, they kind of inspect it, and the warrior takes him into a tent where there is, like, a dressing ceremony. Mm, yes. Which recalls last week's dressing, quote-unquote, ceremony. Oh, yeah. Where he's putting his armor on, the little the little droid squires are helping him dress. Yeah. Same physical position. No, it's the same, yeah. It's the same. Arms out. Very, very evocative of Christ. Very. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Extremely. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. And I thought that last week, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this just brings it home. Like, this was a beautiful... <laughs> yeah. This was a beautifully filmed... Lovely. God, it looked... He just looked like he was receiving a sacrament. Yeah, yeah. It, it was done that way. It wasn't even, it wasn't really, it wasn't done that way last week. Last week it was more like, yeah, boy, get his armor on. That's amazing and cool. This was reverential. This was like a ceremony. Actually, I wonder, I because definitely royalty back in the day, they did do that. And they would be like. Sure, as they got dressed. Adorned with clothing. But sure. like, I wonder if they did that because of like. It wasn't like he the was out figure. like the cross. It was like this. Oh, yeah, true, like true, true, true. Like the giving of, Jesus. The, the giving one. The images of Christ with his palms up, 
out extended as yeah, yeah. to say yeah I know what you mean I accept you I'm the one yeah like well, I'm it well no you say I'm come to me yeah yeah um like the tree like the tree like the, the tree. irony bro the irony there's so many layers of irony in this there's just so many layers of freaking everything in this <laughs> I don't even know how they did it are I we gonna really write a book know. on the book of Boba Fett this one episode <laughs> so they're dressing him in these black black mm garments and wrapping his arms in these black covering they're showing you his scarred skin underneath mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. wrapping him in this these garments um cool that they made it black yeah because first of all it matches the warrior but secondly true did he not look like a sith lord for a hot minute <laughs> he did when they put the hood over his head yeah. or just a jedi like a force user let's just say that he looked like he had Sithy or Jedi robes on. Sure. Um, and I don't think that was an accident either. But they make him look off, awfully Jedi-like, with the ex- exception of his belt being a bunch of uh, weapons. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of ammo. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you're not going to tell me that wasn't supposed to evoke a Christ-like look. Oh, no, no, The dude's code name is Alpha. Can we just not forget that? (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yes. His twin sister's name is Omega. Like, they're they're (laughs) not being subtle. They really are not. They are not. They're not being subtle about the Moses stuff either, but they're being less subtle about the Christ stuff. In my opinion. Mm. Because Alpha and Omega, like, give me a break. I mean, dude. That's almost funny it's so obvious it's so bad um it's funny so he bad writing trash writing he gets his garments on he exits the tent we get it we get a nod of approval from the chief he likes the fit he's like good fit the tuscan child takes his hand and is like doting on him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like oh you look so good bro oh my god you look amazing (laughs) Mm -hmm. one of us one of us and he takes him to the the smith. Was it just me, or were you getting like midsummer vibes at the end of this episode? No. Okay. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, not at all. Okay. Well, the dancing in the circle. Uh, I know, but no. Not midsummer. Midsummer's scary. <laughs> it's scary. Not. A scary. It is cult. so not scary. It's a scary cult. Um, okay, so the the child takes him to the stick smith. The gaffy stick maker guy. And there is that one, like, tableau shot that is practically identical to the Ralph Macquarie painting of the Tuscan in the foreground and that weird metal, like, part of a ship or something. Yep. Um, sticking out of the sand. Good stuff. Good, good, mm. good, 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 good. Always pay homage to my home. Uh, anytime they do that stuff, I just love it. Yeah. Some people probably hate it. I don't care. I love it. Do you think people hate it? Probably. Oh! There's the, people that hate everything good. Anyway, How could um, you hate that? that's cruel. So when he gets there, the warrior is standing there with his branch, and the 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 smith guy shows him. He doesn't make it for him. He mm-hmm. shows him step by step how to make it himself. Avatar, Avatar, much, bro? And you called out the fact that okay, carpentry. I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, but also okay, Moses and his staff. Yeah. Is another. It's just all, it's just, the layers are insane. And also a Jedi and a lightsaber. Like, it, you could, you could go on forever. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't Making know illusions. if, I don't, I'm sure 
that Dave Filoni was probably taking. Actually, I don't even know if he was on the show at that he's point. He's a producer. I'm sure he's involved. No, uh, Avatar. Oh, Avatar. When Sokka makes his own sword, like he has to make his own sword. And... Well, I'm sure this has got to be. But that's a tradition that is laden in Eastern culture. It has to be somewhere. I mean, I'm sure I it's probably laden in all kinds of cultures. That you get, when you achieve manhood or whatever, womanhood, you get weapons or you get an outfit or you get you get to wear your hair right, a certain right, way like yeah, there's yeah. there's so many different different forms cultures. of it at least yeah different cultures that do this kind of stuff um and now to the scene that actually made me tear up this made me tear up oh did it really oh my god i was so moved <laughs> it, it's he makes his staff he shows it to the warrior we get the nod of approval from the warrior <laughs> then it cuts to night and it's the two of them walking through the sand and they're walking up to a circle around a campfire and it's a bunch of tuscans sitting in the sand at night and it's beautiful just as is but um he shows his staff to the chief another nod of approval <laughs> and then he and the warrior begin their what looks like their training dance that we saw earlier but yeah the beginning of it but then but it he just, learns that it's actually a dance it gets I mean. it just builds and it, the music builds the motion builds, a couple more Tuscans join into the dance, music builds more, it's just more and more and more of them. You start hearing vocalization. Like this it's clearly a um indigenous ceremony yeah. of accepting him into their tribe slash family. Right. But yeah, I cheered up. Like it was the, Good stuff, dude. the way that it built and then the cut I knew it was going to cut like that too yeah. I knew there was going to be a, <laughs> a, a primal <laughs> yell and then just cut yeah. mid dance Yeah. and I've it was so satisfying it was so satisfying Yeah. and really moving I don't like I said how do they top this I don't think they can I really don't nah I don't no the next one the next one is going to be so tragic it, it is going to be so bad. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be bad. It needs to be bad. They've gone two without anything bad happening. Well, I mean, the story's building. They had to build the story. Yeah, they got it. We've now they, got... Something bad's going to happen. Do, ugh. We've now got um, the Pikes in play, the Huts in play, the Mayor in play, the um, Madame Garces in play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have a story if it was going to end now. I mean, well, so I know. I'm saying it's going to be really bad, though. That's why I'm afraid for the Tuscans. Mm. Mm. Because that I don't <laughs> like I don't like how Jon Favreau tends to just assume that someone has to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's annoying, actually, it is. It that is. he said that. And I remember actually taking a screenshot of when he says that stuff in mm -hmm. that behind the scenes special and showing it to somebody and being like, why are they like this? <laughs> why are they all like why this? Why would you be like this? Yeah. Why do you think that's the only way for character development to happen? I don't know. Why? Like, don't <laughs> do it. It doesn't make sense. Don't. I'm begging on my knees. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, give him something else to react to, other than 
What if Fennec dies? A genocidal wiping out of that tribe. Yeah, because his, his family has basically already been genocided by them all turning into stormtroopers. Yeah! So, like, you know. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> the poor guy. I don't think he's going to do it. There's a kid. I, I don't think he would do it to a kid. Like, that confirms that it's okay. I guess, I guess... We've only seen kids die once in a film for Star Wars. We didn't even really We didn't see even it. see it, so, like, yeah. Um, you don't trust it? No, I don't. I, I, I'm very scared. We should go, actually, we should go in thinking that that's what's going to happen. Honestly. I mean, I, I'm 50-50. I'm on the fence. Like, like, the fact that we he haven't... He should know better, but I don't think he does. The fact that we haven't seen the Empire yet scares me. Oh, that's true. That, that worries me. I don't know how I feel about that. That's true. <sighs> Yeah, I like I said, uh, if if the rest of these episodes are disappointing, at least I have this one. Yeah. <laughs> I will treasure it always. Yeah, this one will never, like, not be good. You know what I mean? But but he... Uh, please. <laughs> never going to see a Marvel movie again if it's bad. I mean, never if, he's going to so, see. if he just is so clueless... Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> okay. You're so you're scaring me now. I'm real, I I just want I I just want people to be prepared because yeah I don't really trust him. Yeah, this was a masterpiece. Good for you, but um, what did they do the last time they had a masterpiece? They followed it up with garbage. So yeah. I'm just yeah. kind of that's smart. It's smart to go into I, it like that. I'm going into it like that. Yeah, I mean you should because. And I, honestly, you know, I was scared before this show came out a little. Like, I'm like, oh, God, please don't let this be dumb. Please don't let this be just retreading of the same Boba Fett. And, and I almost wonder, I almost wonder if he has had this under his, like, in, in the back of his mind for a really long time, maybe, this story. It kind of feels that way. It yeah. kind of feels too good that there's no way he came up with this in the last couple <laughs> yeah. of years. Nah. This, <laughs> nah. He's been thinking about this for a long time. And I guarantee you he consulted Filoni. Well, he's a producer. Obviously, yeah. He's on the Like a lot. He's on the show. A lot on this he's one. He's in the credits. A lot on this one. Animals. Animals. Come on, though. Let's make the Massives cute. Finally, yeah. let's redeem the massives as well as the Tuscans. I guarantee you, he's writing this whole thing from this side. How much of a bet? The ghost, ghost writer. He's a ghost writer. Dude. Guaranteed. There's no way. He's I've heard it. a rumor. You're clipping. I heard a rumor that he too, is the writer on the last episode, on the finale. Filoni. Yeah. Ooh. Hmm. That also makes me think. Uh, Omega. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if he can't pull, like everybody's like, "Oh, Ahsoka's gonna be in it," I'm like, "Well." If he can't pull Ahsoka out, then he's probably going to pull out Omega because that's from his little arsenal as well. Yeah, so. true, true, true. Those are the ones he's proud of. <laughs> or, um, or or Ezra. I mean, we, we haven't even touched any of the Rebels characters in this show. Yeah, dude. Like Rex? Yes. Uh, honestly, if he meets Rex, jo almost oh. as good as Omega. Oh. I couldn't handle that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I want that to happen. I don't know how to handle it. That'd be, tr that'd be too much. I, I just... 
Too much of my childhood there's, in my face. <laughs> too much. There's too much. so many good things that could happen in the show. Yeah. But it's true. this is a diamond of an episode. It's a it's right up there with um the best Clone Wars episode. Whatever that I for, I don't know which one was which in that last season of Clone Wars, but it is it's up there with that. It's up there with the Baby Yoda reveal. Well, it's beyond the Baby Yoda reveal, honestly. Oh, it's way beyond the Mandalorian. Please. As far as I'm concerned, it's playing on another Please. level. Please. It's yeah. playing on a whole other level. Yeah. Right now, at least. Yes. And I put it up there with my very favorite things of Star Wars ever. I will say it. All right. This episode. <laughs> she says it here, folks. A lot of it's because I bet I've you been, dad would say the same. A lot of it's because I've been waiting 40 years for this. Yeah. Like, I, that's... If this was a story about Maul, I wouldn't care that much. But <laughs> I wouldn't be saying this. But it is one of my all-time favorite characters. And let's be honest. I've I've gone through a lot of criticism in my life for loving him. <laughs> okay. I have. Okay, man. Not me. Don't, no, not don't imply you. me. Okay. Not you. But just like other people... There, there have always been two camps. Mm. The camp that loves him... And the camp that thinks he's the most overrated character on the face of the earth because right. he did nothing. Yeah. But now you're like, but here, he's doing things now. Mm-hmm. And most of my friends are are absolutely coming to you and are being like, bro. No, they're no, but no, oh. but they're not but they're just like, This is one of the greatest written things of Star Wars that has ever existed. And I'm mm. like, it is. And I think part of the reason Vindication. why why they could do it was because he was this blank slate. We he they could have taken him in any direction. I mean, the first shot of the whole show is this big empty room. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, one thing, one little tidbit I want to bring up too, and I don't know, they may, maybe they're just gonna ignore this. Uh. They could possibly because it's not it, you can't read it, but that throne in Jabba's palace, even when. Bib Fortuna was sitting on it. Says Boba Fett on it, more or less. Okay. So, what's the story? I'm confused. Oh, I don't if know. Bib Fortuna already had a throne that said Boba Fett on it, <laughs> why and how and what happens? Like, I don't know. But maybe they're just gonna pretend like that doesn't exist. They mm. do that sometimes. <laughs> they do do that. They're just yeah. like, oh. <laughs> but it's in, like, a script nobody can really read. We were just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't even pretend. Bib couldn't read it. He didn't it. know. He ignore didn't know. Ignore the fact that it actually says Boba Fett on it. Yeah. Ignore it. I mean, I can do that. I've, I've learned to You've ignore it. You've ignored so much. I've ignored so much at this point. <laughs> I can compartmentalize Star Wars now like a champ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I got nothing else to say. Okay. I've said everything that can be said. All right. It's a masterpiece. That's all. That's it. The end. Do you concur? Mm. Co-host? I was, gonna, I, was, I was waiting for you to ask me. You're all about you right now. I know, but I, I told you. I told you two days ago, I'm mm. never going to shut up about this episode. I'm going to be comparing things to this episode. No, I just want you to ask life. me how I felt. Cause I, I am. Co-host. I literally just asked okay. you. Um, I think... I think it's... It's it's obviously very very good, but I am skeptical of 
like, why was the first episode not good? <laughs> you know what I mean? Not good. Not nowhere, nowhere near as good, in my opinion, as this one. No, I mean, it, it did not. It was nowhere as near as It was good. I liked it. But it was not. So I'm wondering if, like, the directors, like, having different directors coming in and doing different episodes, if that changes or impacts the show as much as it could, based on the director. Like, different directors, very different episodes, you know what I mean? Like, it's... I've heard a lot of people speculate. Not a lot of people. I've heard a couple people speculate that this was written, like, episodes one and two go together. Okay. And could easily be watched as one long movie. Mm. Or mega episode. Yeah, it's not really as long as a movie, but... Um, yeah, it is. It would be... Almost... It would be, How like, long is the first over episode? 90 minutes. The first episode is, like, 30-something minutes, and this no, is 50-something. Over... So that's, like, a 90-minute movie. Mm, okay. Listen, I just got done watching Crash Landing on You. Every single episode of that show is an an hour and 20 to an hour and 30 minutes long. The finale is two hours long. So I am in the vein of give me an hour and a half long episode. I don't care. That's oh yeah. Fine. That's what I want to, but it's see, and I think they're right. I think episode one and two plays as one long story. So maybe this originally was conceptualized as a movie. Mm. Cause they used to be talking about, let's do this movie and that movie. And oh, so they think, kind of really shifted over into long. You think like this shows. whole thing was just been a really long climax in the making then? I think originally conceptually they were going to make a Boba Fett movie, which they were like, we had news. They were going to do it. Oh, and, but now it's like, Oh, we're doing much better on Disney plus. So why don't we just oh. revamp this into a series? Okay. And you can add a bunch more stuff that way. It doesn't need to be two hours long. You can get a lot more storytelling done. Mm. So maybe that's why those first two episodes are uneven. Because the first episode was actually just the introduction of in the movie. I know what you mean, yeah. I know and this mean. was building action this week. I know what you mean. So, yeah. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it could be that. I mean, obviously it's really good. I mean, it's definitely... Oh, a wire. Um... I honestly don't know my thoughts, to be real with you. I really like it. Is it going to be dependent upon what comes next and the rest of it? No. No, I think, I think like, I think it's, I think it's frustrating because it might be too good. You know what I mean? This episode? Yeah, because I don't want this, I don't want this, you say you're fine if this is the only one. Like, I don't want this one to overshadow the rest of the show. Because, like, and I'm not mad at anyone for it. I'm just saying, like, ugh. Like, I don't like when that happens with a show because it just makes me feel like, well, why am I watching this? If I could just, like, go back and watch the other one that was way better. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, Breaking Bad was so good because Breaking Bad, every episode was, like, on the same level. Some were, like, higher or lower by barely a margin. But, like, they were all kind of on the same, you know, level of grasp. Like, I was grasped by every one of them, you know? And I wasn't that grasped by the first one. I was really grasped by this one, so to me it just feels like... It feels uneven It's so very uncontrolled it's right It's uneven now. so far. Uneven, I guess, yeah. Unstable. Well, again, though, if this started out as a film concept... No, I get it, I get and it. And that I, first I'm one that, is guess, the most It's une- not a film. It's a TV f- show. I know, but if the first episode is the only one that's uneven... If the rest of it plays out like Breaking Bad used to, where it would be like, 
a really action-centric one, and then a really emotional one, and then a really suspenseful one, and then, you know what I mean? Well, like that. Well, actually, you know what I'm trying to say? This is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say, cause the reason Breaking Bad is good is not that. It's because the entire show is this massive climb to the climax of the entire series. And you feel that climax, you know what I mean? You feel that. It's like, it's a literal feeling you get. It's like the biggest, like, relief, you know? That was Breaking Bad to me, at least. It seemed so, like, it was a yeah, but you literal watched arrow. It, you watched it in not in real time, either. No, but I remember watching it when I didn't even know what was going on. And I was, like, in the middle of season three or whatever when it was still airing. And, like, I would watch the episodes, not really knowing what was going on. It's clearly, there's steps, like, that are, things are happening. And it's getting worse, like, every episode. It never gets better, you know? It's always in this one direction. Okay. Which is, like, such good writing. That's, like, my kind of writing for, like, long-scale art. Like, it, there's got to be, for me, if it's if we're talking Western stuff here, like, that's what's got to be there, you know? So it seems like, to me, that this episode could, like, it could be the opposite <laughs> with this show, which could be, like, it's fast, and then now the whole thing is just, like, this downslope, and then maybe something a little exciting happens at the end. You know what I mean? I'm... I'm I'm also... I'm definitely curious to see where, what's going to happen next. How are they going to... But regardless, this is a good episode. It's good stuff. Good but, Star Wars. But you're not as passionately obsessed with it as me. I don't think. The look on I your mean, face right now, you do not look passionately obsessed. I mean, no, it's really good. Like, like <laughs> it's really, really, really good. But I just don't... If I give it a 10, what do you give it? Would you give it a 10? I would give it a 10. Like an actual 10. An actual 10 out of 10. Compare the 10 to something else that is a 10. The Empire Strikes Back. Mm. That's how good this is. I me. see you, I see you. I take these numbers very seriously. I know. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't hasn't listened to our Star Thrones <laughs> throne room series, the rating system <laughs> always was an issue. <laughs> he would rate something and then five minutes later change his mind and then five minutes later change his mind again I'm checking things I'm checking the script I'm checking like all the stuff I think a 10 I don't know if I've ever given anything a 10 <laughs> I don't think I've ever given anything a 10 you don't give Empire Strikes Back a 10? no you don't give The Last Jedi a 10? no because there are problems with those and I know the problems it's just like it doesn't matter that there's problems with those it's the issue is is this the best form of itself that it could be mm. and i say yes this is the of best of the second episode of the book of boba fett yes so that's what i'm comparing it to so, okay <laughs> well the thing is i only have one other episode to compare it to no 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 i'm not saying compare it to itself i'm saying com i'm saying like plato's form oh okay <laughs> okay uh, enough said enough said yeah <laughs> um how close is it to plato's mm. form <laughs> I can't find I would, I a mean, flaw in this episode. No, I would say I would say it is pretty much a ten. Though. I can't find a flaw. I find would say a it's flaw. A 10. No, I would say it's a ten. Okay. <laughs> I guarantee I you, know, we're, we're going to sign I'm, off, and he's going to be like, eh, nine point five. <laughs> no, because I didn't like the score as much as John Williams, so nine point five. No, dude, it could be that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think I'm also just like to be fair, very tired, and just so 
like art and me right now are <laughs> like I'm having a rough time with right. art right now. But it but I'm sure on my good day I would say it's a ten, no question. Alright. Well, you can think about it when you're not so tired, I guess. And okay. We'll have a, a report next week if you've changed your mind, which I'm sure you will. <laughs> no. I mean, like, I was thinking of a reason to give it a 9.5, and that's normally what I do when I, I approach thought you, a 10. I thought you were going to say, well, the music could have been better. No, dude. I thought the music was used. Uh, it's not about if the music's good. It's about how it's used. I and agree. it is used very well. It's not annoying. It's scarce at some points and not scarce at other points. It's not just incessant theme after theme. It's just like some good stuff. I mean the know? way the way they nailed the action music and also the ceremonial Yeah. yeah. Sacrament music basically. No, I thought it was all good. Uh, yeah. I I'm thinking like I like the lighting. There's nothing against the lighting I have. Nothing against the acting I have. I actually thought the acting in this was very, very, very good. Um Nothing against the, like, art direction or anything. Nothing against the music. I think I already say that. I might have. The sets were insane. Nothing against the sets. I love the sets. They're really good. Uh, costuming was a great. Insane. Cosmetics are great. Uh, CGI is great. I mean, like, the train is, like, insane. Yeah. Um, sound is great. When, they, when the engine turns off, you didn't even mention the sound of the engine turning oh, off. Oh, true. I didn't. That was dope. Sound um, was amazing. The weirdness... Off the charts. Star Warsiness. The Star Warsiness off the charts. It's definitely like the like the style is very very good. Um, you can't find a flaw. I'm thinking. <laughs> He's I'm trying sure I'm not really hard. Anything. Coloring's good. Don't think you're gonna find a flaw. Coloring's good. Editing is good. Solid editing. Like that is actually probably one of the things that makes it as good as you're saying mm -hmm. it is. Oh for sure. <laughs> editing yeah. is always like the basis of film. It is. It is. It's always the thing that no one realizes is actually the like. The diamond of the, of the it, thing, it but like, yeah, um, it's flawless. Editing is good. Cinematography is flawless. But yeah, I guess I mentioned everything except like everything in cinematography. Yeah, it's really good. Um, That's it. Give it up. The script is great. The Let entire theme of the show uh, coming from that character of all characters. Yeah, I know. I know that's true. Which parallels? It's pretty good. Werner Herzog. I mean, mm, nope. You're not going to find a flaw. Mm -mm. <laughs> okay, okay. No. You're not going right, to do right, it. Right, right, it's right. not going to happen. I'm let's, just thinking. Let's, let's, let's. No, I want to keep going. Um, Doesn't, don't you have to go back to school? At some point. <laughs> so we should probably end this. I also need to go to the store and get you your meds. <laughs> um, what is another thing about film that I'm forgetting? Nothing. It's flawless. <laughs> it's just I'm not one to say flawless. I'm sorry, but like there but has to is. be something. There's got to be something that I, that's not good. I just need to watch. I it mean, again. I can even find I can find more flaws in the Last Jedi and Empire Strikes Back than I can find in this episode. <laughs> oh, okay, fair. I mean, okay, but also those are like two hour long things, so you are gonna find. Okay, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I, I, I've been over this episode. Very, very. I know. I know. You Closely. Have. <laughs> you have. <laughs> we are intimate friends now. Me in this episode. No, I think it's all good, man. Yeah, it is. Like I've been saying. Solid. For the last ten minutes. You can't find a flaw. Yeah, but I don't assume you check everything. I do check everything. So. I don't assume. It's my job to not Perfect assume. Perfect ten. This is the <laughs> Nadia Komenich. I'll say it is a ten. I will not say perfect ten. Okay. Because <laughs> there's no such thing as perfect. 
But but if we're talking Plato's forms, again, like you said, mm -hmm. then perfect ten. Okay. Because there is no other such thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. So. Yay! Good All Star right. Wars, good Star Wars. If yeah. you have any energy left after this ridiculously long episode and you want to reach out or ask questions oh. or talk to us in any way, shape, or form, I am on Twitter, at FreyAdjacent. That is my personal handle. We have a show handle that I just basically use. I never check, like, for tweets or anything. But um, it's at UnknownReachPod. Colin is on Instagram, at, what's your oh, handle? Oh, I don't know. Colin, C-O-L-L-I. Oh, don't spell it again. Oh, no, okay. You're annoying when you do this. Colin <laughs> underscore MJ underscore Whitlick, Why right? Why is that annoying? It just is. It's two L's. It's and two then, L's in Colin. And yeah. then, I forget the other one. But that's the main one. Yeah. Oh, your poetry, your poetry hand, yeah, uh, that, account? Yeah, that's the main one. Uh, okay, so... May or may not be able to do a weekly podcast on this. Maybe, depending on what this next episode is like, perhaps we should do a twofer in a couple of weeks. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Mm. Agree? No, I'd rather I'd rather do like an hour episode for the next episode that's coming out. Well, hopefully it's not. If, if it's another hour long one, my gosh. I mean, another hour long episode. Well. Chapter. I don't really say. think I have. I mean, I, I'm down to do weekly. It would just need to be. Enough. Okay. All right, well, you're the... Very short. You're the busy one. Okay. <laughs> Not three hours, by the way. Well, three hours and 20 minutes is how long it is. No one's going to listen to this. I had to cut this in half. You spent the last 15 minutes trying to think of something to not I give it a 10. You, you can cut that out, for sure. No. The rest of it can't be cut. It's all necessary discussion. But anyway. Um, so yeah, reach out to us um, if you feel like it. Otherwise, we will see you next time for Chapter 3 of the Book of Boba Fett. Hey, Colin. Yo. See you around, kid. Peace. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regions podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.